Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking with friend of the show and host of the podcast, Nobody Asked You, Kevin, Kevin Shanks. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just happy to be here on StarkCast and happy to, uh, for StarkCast to be back. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. It's really good to talk to you again. Hey, it's it's great to talk to you. I think it was um, about, a la- about a year ago that we first sat down and talked. I think it was close to, I would think it was this time or maybe a week or two later in February that we first talked. So great, great to be here. Great to be here. Time time flies. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Doesn't it? It's just crazy. Yes, it does. Uh, Like, like with me, I work a regular 40 hour a week job. And so like I spend a lot of like my free time kind of being like, okay, well let's look forward to what's going on this weekend. And so then you just kind of, you know, check off those five days that you're at work and then it's the weekend again. And then, you know, some weeks drag on and other ones, it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's the weekend again already. But that, that's always been my theory as to why time seems to fly for me anyway. <laughs> it's because I spend so much time just looking forward to that, you know, that little break off for the weekend. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I know for sure it's different. Like, do you remember when you had like summer vacation when you were a kid and it just felt absolutely timeless? Oh, th- those were the days. I mean, those <laughs> were, I, I wish we could all have summer vacations back again. I mean, and, and just, I, I, I know you have kids and, and I know, um, summer vacation, I think still like these days, it's not the same as it used to be. Um, uh, at least for like in the, the school districts here, um, we've gone to more year round schools. So it's like less time in the summer. And, um, I just remember those summer vacations just being such blast, such a fun time. Um, but yeah, I, I wish we all could have those right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally with you. I mean, isn't it, isn't that kind of how it's structured in Europe that, that they just generally seem to get a lot more paid vacation than, than what we get over here in America? I, I think that's right. I think uh, places like France and and some of those other countries over there, they get. Um, it seems to be their work weeks. I think are a little bit shorter, um, or more compact, and they get. It just seems to me, at least, that they get more more time off or more paid time off. And luckily, I'm um, in my job. I'm I've built up a lot of time over the last fifteen, sixteen years. So I've been able to. I, I can take off a lot of time. But um, it's it just, it's still, I wish that I could still go back to those days where you can get two to three months off in the summer <laughs> and do and do absolutely nothing constructive with your time. I mean, go outside and ride bikes and all that stuff and just play with your friends. I mean, just have fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that, I think part of the reason that those, that those summer vacations back then felt like they lasted forever was because when you're a little kid, you have like not much of a sense of time in, in that the way that you'd compare it to like an adult with like an adult schedule where like your day is very regimented, like, okay, by this time I need to get up by this time I need to be leaving for work by this time I need to be punching in, you know, all that crap. Whereas when you're a kid, it's just, Hey, I wake up and, and every day is a new adventure. And so there's no real need to keep track of time like that. But I wonder if that's a little bit different now with so many kids like carrying phones and stuff like that. Like I might've like wore a wristwatch when I was a kid, but for sure not when I was a little, little kid, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're probably right there with, uh, 
the whole smartphone stuff. And I mean, it seems like every, I mean, even 10, 11, 12 year olds have smartphones these days and, and devices and, and things. And I mean, back in the day, you, I mean, you had to actually talk on an actual landline telephone to get a hold of your friends or ride your bike to their house or something like that instead of texting or instant messaging or whatever it might be. Um, and I think you're right, though, about the, the scheduling part of it. Um, adults are just so – they have that schedule down so much. When to get up, when to eat breakfast, when to leave for work if you have to drive to your work or, or take transportation, when do you need to actually be there, how long you're going to be there, when you're going to eat lunch. I mean everything's just so regimented out or <laughs> yeah. segmented out that um, – you know, you value your time. I mean, you, there's a different value on your time, I guess I should say, versus a kid who's summer vacation and they really haven't experienced that sort of life. I mean, they're a kid. So, I mean, you get up, I mean, summer vacations no longer have to turn on your alarm or whatever, no longer have to get up at a certain time. Um, at least that's the way it was for me. But, I mean, these days, even summer vacations for my kid, um, we're still out the door at a certain time if he has to go to summer camp or whatever. So it, it's just not the same, I think, as, as back in the day. And I hate to be one of those guys, but back in the day, it was a lot different than what it is now. Oh, for well, the, yeah, the world's just so vastly different. <laughs> now versus because I, I think you and I are right around the same age so like you know growing up in the 80s it was just run out the door and hey just be back before it's dark exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's just... it's, it, that's hard to do this I mean now but I I tend to let when when my kid runs around the neighborhood I, I let him run around I mean he's just got to tell me where in the area he's going and he better be back by a certain time but um I Back in the day, I mean, it was just like my parents let me run all over the neighborhood and we would go here and there and wherever on our bikes. And more than often than not, we'd be kind of venturing outside the neighborhood. So (laughs) (laughs) it it was a different world back then than it is now. Oh, yeah. We have this um, this nature trail that, gosh, it stretches. I think it goes from Iowa City all the way to Waterloo. It's it's pretty, pretty long. And it goes right through the town that I grew up in. And so we'd just get on that thing and just keep pedaling and see how far we could get it. Be like, oh my gosh, okay, we've ca- we've crossed the county line. Now we're like halfway to Urbana. <laughs> <laughs> like you get yeah. really brave one day. I think I did show up at my aunt's house out of the blue once when I was a kid and she lived in the next town over. And I think she called my mom like, uh, Joe's here. And they had no idea oh, that no. that's what I was doing. <laughs> that's... That sounds kind of like what we used to do would be um, we we lived in this little neighborhood and it had these three. Basically, it was like a, a circle with a line drawn through it. So there were three streets, basically. And um, there was a wood wooded area behind the streets and there were trails back there. We'd ride our bikes back there. And then there the different school districts kind of butted up against each other. So if you went one direction, it was one school district. If you went one di- another direction in the woods, it was another school district. So we would really just take the trails over to one school district and hang out over there for a while and then <laughs> come back and then go to the next one. And, and I mean, we'd be hanging out in different areas all the time, but just in these wooded areas and riding our bikes. But um, 
I don't think I've ever, my, my, I had family and I grew up in Michigan for most, I mean, until I was like 12. So, um, uh, it was a little bit different there than it was in Southern Indiana where we moved after I was 12 and, um, it, we moved from a bigger town to a very small town where you could ride your bike everywhere. And I could ride all the way across town in the matter of five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's the size, <laughs> so that was, that's the size of town I grew up in. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, go from a, I mean, you're going from, I mean, it was, I grew up in a, a suburb of Flint, Michigan. I mean, it was a suburb. So it's Burton, Michigan, St. Genesee County, Michigan, but um, moving to Southern Indiana, Orange County, Indiana, in a town that had a population at the time of about 1500 people. Um, and so it was a pretty small town, one stoplight town, and you could you could make your way across one side of the town to the other in the matter of minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I grew up in a little town called Center Point, and and it was exactly like that. I think it had around fifteen hundred, two thousand people in it growing up. And I mean, it's just huge now. The town has gotten so big that there's like a whole new section of town. Oh wow. And, um. God, there's a 24-hour truck stop now that's by I-380 with, like, a fucking Subway and a McDonald's. Oh, Are you wow. shitting me? A fucking McDonald's <laughs> in the little town? There's a fucking skate park there now in a, in a disc golf course in this one park that was basically, like, when I was growing up, I'd have to, like, cross through the neighbor's yard, hop a fence go through a whole bunch of cornfield and then I'd get to this park. Well, now the, now the road that I grew up on, they, they put in a brand new road. So now this park has two entrances into it. And so it's like, fuck <laughs> it. I would have gotten so much less trouble had that been there when I was younger, like a skate park. Are you shitting me? Like me and my friends were the ones that like, we'd be like just sitting on a stoop, like on like the, the old main street part of center point, like what was like the main street and like the, got all the way up until I think it would have been like the nineties or so when a lot of the businesses moved to kind of a different part of town. And so it's just like kind of this old school main street. Right. And so it's like got oh, all yeah. these storefronts and stuff that are now just kind of like a weird apartment building and the bottom doesn't have anything in it. And we'd just hang out on these stoops with our skateboards and stuff. And then all the old people in town that would be driving by and be like, Oh, it's those kids. <laughs> and it's like, we, it's like, we don't fucking have anything to do. There's nothing to do exactly. in this town, and now there's like so much to do in it. Like I can't believe how much that town that I grew up in has changed. Um, what, what, so Southern Indiana—that's probably similar weather to what we got here in Iowa, or maybe just a little bit more temperate. Like, did you have like pretty bad uh, winters and stuff there too? Uh, it doesn't get too bad there. Um, it's it's the county. It's two counties basically from the Kentucky line, the Northern Kentucky line, oh, Louisville, okay, right basically. On. Um, yeah, so I mean, you're down pretty far. I mean, it's in the Midwest, of course, but it's I mean, it's still pretty south. I mean, for the Midwest, at least what I consider the Midwest. Um, it the thing is, is that when it snows down there, is because a lot of it is country. Um, I mean, a lot of the country and hills and everything. Um, school closes down for an inch of snow. Um, so uh, anytime they get snow, I mean, they've been out. I mean. I have family in the school system still down there and they've been out probably four or five days so far this year. Um, 
for snow related because I mean, you get a lot of the ice that builds up and then those buses can't get up and down those hills out in the middle of the country. Um, so yeah, uh, they, they have to end up canceling a bunch of school a lot of times, but I remember we had our fair share of days that were canceled when I was in school, but, um, the weather wise, I mean, it's typical Midwest. It can range from, I mean, 10 degrees one day here in the winter to it was near 70 the other day. So um, <laughs> that does sound pretty it, similar to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. It's that whole schizophrenic bipolarness of Midwest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> where it, it can, it drops. I mean, I mean, literally it was negative temperatures here not too long ago. And then three days later after being negative 10, it was 62 yeah, so, but, so you guys got hit with the edge of the, that was like a polar vortex. Yeah, we got hit with that polar vortex, and it was, I mean, it was regular temperature was minus 10 for a couple of days with wind chills of about minus 30, minus 40. But, um, and I think that was like a Thursday, Friday. By that Sunday, it was 60 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, so. that, that same stretch of days, it was super cold here for a couple of days. And then it was, yeah, I think it was close to 50 by that Sunday. But um, God, what was the, the coldest real temp here we had was negative 24 and then negative 57 with the wind chill. Oh, geez. Uh, I... that, dude, that negative 24 did my Saturn in. That fucker didn't start <laughs> for a good uh -huh. 36 hours. <laughs> I was freaking See, the what, fuck out. <laughs> I, I put my car in the garage and it didn't move for a couple of days. I didn't want to get it out in that weather, but I can't imagine. I mean, minus 10, minus 15 is enough. Um, it, I've always said, I mean, you see these internet memes about living in the Midwest and I mean, living in a place where, I mean, the weather just hurts your face. It hurts you to live. <laughs> and <laughs> those are the days I just kind of want to pick up and move to someplace warm like Florida. Um, but then I have to realize that, I mean, you have Florida man living in Florida, so I really don't want to live in Florida. <laughs> I just uh, finished Wayne. So I'm immediately oh, that, thinking of the fucking Florida weirdos. <laughs> that, oh God, that, that series. I, I loved that series. Yeah, I, I binged that. I binged that in one night. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I picked up YouTube Premium just to be able to watch that. I was like. That's a, exactly what I did. I used their, I mean, free 30 days or whatever. And, uh, I, it, it was amazing. I, I loved that. So then after that, I binged uh, Cobra Kai cause I hadn't watched that yet. But, um, uh, but Wayne, I mean that whole series, I mean, the acting, the, the, the storyline and I loved the, the soundtrack. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to say the soundtrack was, was so good. <laughs> yes. I love that, that, like, uh, that hard guitar riff that starts out at the beginning of every episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so and, fucking badass. And every time Wayne would get pissed off. Yeah. And it, it, just that guitar riff that would play, and then he his fist would ball up, and something shit was gonna about to go down right then. Yeah. That just... It was great. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but man, the ending just left me like, fuck! I need season two right now. Yes, yes, and that's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, I can't wait for season two, and I hope, I hope that they make a season two. Oh I, yeah, they'd have I mean, to. I mean, they have to. I mean, you would think they would have to, but <laughs> a lot of these places do some stupid shit sometimes. So yeah, um, but and no, I can't wait. I was, I'm not on Twitter all that much. 
I, I more or less just kind of get on and, and check it out every once in a while. But I was scrolling through it one day and there was a YouTube sponsored ad that was showing like the video, a uh, little teaser clip for Wayne and like all the comments on it, almost all the comments were people just like bashing the, the YouTube premium being like, Oh, it's so stupid that you guys are charging for this. Nobody's going to see this fucking show, you know, because you guys are charging and it's like, Hey, this number one, this show is fucking great. And it's like, they do offer you a free month, but like some of the gripes that people were saying was like, Oh, they hated the platform and stuff like that. And I, I can kind of agree with that. Like, especially if you're used to binging things like Netflix style or, or you're that or that's just me and them are not using the app correctly. But finally I had to get to the point where it was like, I had to like make a Wayne playlist kind of, or like a queue list. And then it like just went through and played every episode. Oh, I, I mean, it, it played them directly for me, um, through the app. I just was, I watched them on my phone through the app and, um, they, I mean, they played directly sequentially one right after the other, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can understand people complaining about that stuff. I mean, it, if you're going to pick it up for just a couple series, I mean, I mean, 15 bucks a month, 12, whatever it might be. I don't even know what it is. Um, I mean, it seems to be pretty expensive, but that's, I think that's the way everybody's going these days. I mean, everybody's got their own streaming service. Everybody's got, I mean, their own specific service that they're going to be offering. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. Um, but I mean, I think people forget too, if you get whatever premium service through YouTube, I mean, which is good, great for me. I mean, is, I mean, the whole no ad stuff, the that's whole, what I was going to bring up too. um, the whole, especially with the app on like an iPhone or a device or whatever, um, what being able to minimize YouTube and do something else while still listening to it is, which you can't do without that service, at least for me, you can't do. Yeah. Um, I, I think is tremendous. Um, so it might be well worth that for some people. Um, I, I pretty much can't, I canceled it, canceled the service after, um, uh, watching the two series that I wanted to, but I could see why people would complain though. So, but then again, it's social media. It's a lot of people just mindlessly complain about all sorts of shit. Yeah, ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> it's like when people are at their cuntiest. It's like, like, what is it with people communicating through a fucking keyboard that it's like they just can't be pleasant to people? It's, it's fucking yeah, annoying. yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time, on Facebook all the time. I tend to kill a lot of time that way. I post a lot of dumb stuff, but it, it's one of those things about complaining. And I mean, just stop complaining. Don't be a dick to everybody. I mean, I have a I have a whole list of rule, Kevin's rules of life is what I call them. And <laughs> I and rule number one, of course. And I mean, this is I believe this is the whole. I mean, uh, many people have this rule, but number one is don't be a dick. I mean, yeah, don't, just don't do it. There's nothing constructive that can come from that. So, um, hopefully, people won't be dicks. But social media brings out that in everyone it seems or at least most people yeah for sure um yeah i i'm keeping the that youtube premium just because i love that there's no ads uh whenever we listen to music in the house we just have our our smart tv turned onto the youtube app and just play different music mixes on there and now there's like no more ads it's fantastic 
Or like in the past, if you'd be listening to like something really long, like if I'd be like out climbing in the garage and I'd have like a like a dubstep set going or something like that in the background, and then it would like just break in the middle of it and just play an ad just because it's a long video. And it's like, oh, fuck you, YouTube. Yeah, that's that's the worst. I mean, when it breaks in halfway or a quarter of the way through and I mean those ads, it's just it always breaks in at the worst time, too, it seems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when the, whatever the scene, I mean, someone's about to get killed or something or whatever you're going to watch. And if you're watching a horror theme thing and the, the knife is raising up and then all of a sudden it it cuts to an ad <laughs> and then you have to wait. Some 10 of those or are 10. so unnatural. <laughs> yeah. And it might be only a five second ad or something. I mean, it's not very long. I mean, some of them can be 15 seconds or whatever, but it just disrupts what you're watching. So, yeah, I can I mean, I can definitely see the I mean keeping that sort of service just for the no ads um it would be um very helpful and especially if you listen to music through it all the time or whatever um but i've just i'm not keeping it mainly because i mean just all the other streaming services and things that we have and i i could put up with the ads for what i use it for but um it's just it's a good service, and I can't really say anything bad about it. Did you end up getting the DC Universe and watching Titans? No, that's on my list as well. <laughs> I, I've heard so many good things about Titans that I do want to pick it up. I do eventually want to do that. but um, And mainly, I mean, for a lot of the animated series as well. I mean, I've, I, mean I own... Um, all of the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Superman the Animated Series, Batman, all that stuff on like discs. But um, being able to see a lot of that stuff and have it on there, as well as, I mean, um, the new um, Young Justice and and the new live action series that are coming out, I'm thinking about picking it up because. Uh, I really don't want to miss out. It's kind of the fear of missing out here. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's driving me to possibly pick this up. But I've heard so many good things about Titans that it's that is the one that's going to drive me to um, at least try it out, give it a try. Yeah, Titans is very much worth it, and in just the ease of having all those animated series. Because I don't know, for me, it's like I got a big giant book of DVDs somewhere. <laughs> like I stream almost everything. And yeah. So it's like, it's just so much more convenient for me to just either pull out my phone and just connect to my TV and cast it that way. Or, you know, just do it right through the, uh, the fire stick or whatever. But yeah, I was pretty thrilled that it took, um, took DC universe a little bit, but then they finally did get an app for the fire stick out. And so that's been pretty great. And I have not checked out Young Justice yet. I want to go back and rewatch season two because I've, I've seen season one a few times, but I only watched season two once and it was years ago when it was like, or at least it seems like years ago back when it used to be on Netflix. Yeah. I've, I've only watched the first season of Young Justice. I haven't seen two and um, uh, it's something that I loved season one. So, um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of um, actually Justice League Unlimited. I yeah, think that's I that. probably, probably, I mean, it beats out, I mean, Batman, the animated series, um, Superman, the animated series. Um, it even honestly, on the other side, it even beats out like, uh, Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes and those sort of things for me. Um, but, uh, I, 
I, I can't wait until I pick it up <laughs> so I can <laughs> so I can finally see this. But there's just so much out there, so much to watch. Yeah. It, it's re- it's ridiculous, really. I mean, and we live in a great time because there is so much to watch. Um, but then we live in a terrible time because there is so much to watch. Um, <laughs> and we only have a limited time, obviously, to watch it. And it's, Oh, ain't, ain't that the truth? And, like, because of the kids, it's like, there's all this stuff that would not be appropriate for them to watch that then I have to put on the back burner. And so I end up like a lot of my TV watching time is just stuff that's, you know, kind of kid friendly. So, um, uh, I think the most recent one that was kind of like in that age range was I watched all of, uh, Carmen Sandiego on Netflix. Oh, I love that. I, I watched it and I watched that one by myself. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm a huge Carmen Sandiego, um, uh, fan. I mean, from back in the day in the games and everything. Yeah, I love and that then show. The, and then the TV show. I mean, um, <laughs> that TV show I just loved. And the whole Rockapella song. I still yeah. think, <laughs> I still think that song, I mean, do it Rockapella, that, that whole stuff and that whole theme song is probably my favorite TV show theme song of all time. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have it on my phone right here. I, I listen to it pretty regularly. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it is a, it, it really is. I think it's cleverly written, of course. And I mean, just with some of the lyrics, but uh, it, it's one of I mean, what's one of my favorite things, Carmen Sandiego stuff. And uh, when I saw that there was a series cartoon animated series i thought well i'll give it a try but then i got i saw that it was going to be i mean it was kind of shaping it up into be she's an anti-hero or whatever and i really I mean i'm not gonna spoil anything for anybody but i i was pleasantly surprised at how well it came together and by the last half i was loving it and then by the end of it i, I mean i absolutely love that show so and i can't wait until um hopefully they do more obviously yeah, I'm right there with you. I I couldn't believe how good it was, and then the the way that they finished that uh, season finale was really really damn good, and I, I I liked the clever way that they worked in all the geography facts. Yes, <laughs> I mean yeah, exactly. They worked in those facts, and I mean they didn't smack you over the head with them, and they didn't. I mean it wasn't. I mean some of them were obvious, some of them were obviously obvious, some of them were I mean cleverly done, but I. Uh, I think it was overall that the whole series, that whole, I think it was eight or 10, whatever many episodes it was, I can't remember, but um, it was extremely well done. And I would highly recommend that to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think it's like TV seven or something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a really good age range or, you know, meaning if, if you have kids and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, definitely kid friendly. I mean, and it's, I mean, it, kept my attention and I binged that over two days. I think I, I did stop halfway through and then watched them the second half on the second day. Um, I tend to have a lot of time at night. Um, cause my wife goes to bed early and my kid goes to bed halfway is decent. And I end up staying up until midnight a lot of times. And I have a lot of free time to watch stuff at night. So I actually binge that over, over two nights. So, <laughs> Definitely, yeah, I think definitely I watched worth it on it. like a Saturday. I, I binged it all in one go. And I was like, "This is incredible!" <laughs> like, like I think, I think my kids bailed before like the two part season opener was even done. 
And then oh, I think no. they were off doing their own shit, and I'm just sitting there watching. And I'm like, "This is fucking great." <laughs> <laughs> I I used to stay up later and and watch stuff after everyone else went to bed, and then man, I I've, I've just gotten into this habit lately of I I really want to get a lot of sleep, and so like there's been nights where like I've gone to bed at like eight <laughs> thirty. Like, it's like what I, the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I I am right there with you though. I. There, there's been a change though over the past probably couple of months for me, and I don't know what's caused it. I mean, we're not that old. I mean, <laughs> at least I don't think we're that old. I mean, I, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 37, and I'm, I'm just, like we said, I think we're around the same age. Yeah, I'm 38. And, so. <laughs> and, I mean, we're not that old. I mean, anymore though, staying up to midnight, and I mean that's just draining to me. And I, like you said, 8:30. The other night, I, I was a couple. It was about a week, a week and a half ago. I found my bed. I found myself in bed at eight p.m. <laughs> Sounds glorious. The kid, the kid was tired. <laughs> he went to bed early. My wife was in bed, and I was like, "I'm just gonna go to bed." <laughs> and it was perfect. I mean, my problem is is laying in bed and having my phone or something with me, and then I end up killing an hour or two there. So I'm not really even going to bed until ten or whatever. But on those days where you can put the device down and you can go to bed and I mean, that's it was glorious. I mean, it was it was it was the best thing that had happened to me for like a week. I was able to go to bed at eight o'clock. And and then I think to myself, I'm like, I'm not like 60 years old or something. I'm not it's not like I'm going to bed and then getting up at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. waking up. Uh, but it was it was great. So yeah, there's been a change in me too over the last, I mean, couple of months. And I don't know what it is where I do want to go to bed. I don't know if I'm valuing sleep more or, um, or I'm just realizing I probably should go to sleep sometimes halfway is decent. Um, <laughs> because I mean, for the, I mean, for the last 15 years, I've basically lived on going to bed around midnight and getting up about five, five thirty in the morning. And, um, and then I realize I probably shouldn't be doing that a lot of times. I mean, I can do it sometimes, but not all the time. So, I mean, sleep is good. I, I, I wait. I mean, I, I remember those days where you could be taking, you come home and take a nap or two. And this was pre-kid, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> naps were awesome back then. I mean, naps are still awesome, but just don't get to take them as much. But, uh, but value, I'm valuing sleep a lot more these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can attempt to take naps, but with like two boys in the house. Mm. Now, <laughs> they go racing up and down the hallway and it just sounds like someone's playing fucking drums. It just oh, echoes no. through the whole house and it's like, "All right, fuck it." <laughs> I can I can't imagine having two. I mean, I say this I say this all the time because we have one. I mean, he's 9 years old now. He'll be 10 this year, but um he one is enough for me. I <laughs> I mean, he, he's awesome. I mean, he's the best thing ever, but, <laughs> and I tell this to my parents all the time. I'm like, how did you do it with three? I mean, and then my mom's like, well, we had five and then her, another family member had 10. Oh my God. And I'm like, and my Grammy, mean, her, my mom, they had five in five years. And I'm like, I don't even know how that, I mean, how do you do that stuff? I mean. It just it boggles your mind. Yeah, it boggles <laughs> my mind right now of just even thinking about how people do that. But I mean, 
I would I would tear my hair out. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would go crazy. But no, but uh, yeah, <laughs> kids are great, and uh, but I can't imagine having more than one. And and but my parents always tell me that if you have more than one, they have each other to play with. Yeah. And to kind of keep keep each other occupied, but then I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, but then they they also have there's two of them, and they can make twice the noise and twice the mess <laughs> and blame stuff on each other and get into fights and everything. So oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Parenthood's always fun. <laughs> I, I came back into my bedroom uh, earlier and. Both the boys wear glasses and both their glasses were sitting on top of my dresser. And and my 11-year-old looks at me and he's like, we took our glasses off because we're roughhousing. It's going to sound like we're fighting, but we're just roughhousing. Everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's responsible. That's awesome. I'm like, wow. But, but, oh, geez. I can't believe it didn't turn fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> someone suplexes another and oh, yeah. rock, rock bottoms or stuns someone the other one and... Ah, uh, kids, kids, kids. Yeah, they they should be somewhat tired though. We we took them out in the woods and and took them sledding earlier. Oh, fun! But but that was a bit of a hike to get out there. And then with the weird temperature changes we had, I mean, we got dumped on with snow, and then it got we had that pol- uh, polar vortex cold, and then it got really warm, and so a whole bunch of that snow melted, and then it got freezing cold again. And then we got just like a dusting of snow on top of that. And so this hill was just like a sheet of bumpy ice with like maybe a half inch of snow on top of it. So, I mean, it was rad to sled on, but man, it was bumpy. Oh, no. <laughs> Only one of the sleds made it made it through. Like one of them like cleanly broken half. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think it was that... like, oh, God, I think it was like 16 degrees out or something like that. Oh, man. So, this... yeah, it was pretty cold, but. I hate this time of year, weather-wise, so <laughs> I love I hate being it. out in the woods this time of year because I love the way everything looks. I'm not a fan of driving in it. See, I don't, I mean, driving in it does suck, but I, I've i never, I mean, I've never had a huge issue with driving in it. I mean, I've got a real-wheel drive car and, I mean, no snow tires and everything on it, but I've never had much of a tro- much of an issue. It's just all the other dumbasses out there driving is what I have issues with. Yeah, I mean, I just trying to watch out for people and what they do. I mean, you can be as careful as you can, but it's, I mean, you're only as, I mean, it's only you're only the situation is only as good as everybody what it's going on everywhere else. And I on those days that we do get a lot of snow or something like that or the the weather's just terrible. I do try to stay home and probably try to work from home or something if I can. But um, I just hate this time of year. I mean, I wish I wish it could be, uh, I mean, like early fall all year round, like September to early October, pretty much all year round. I would love to live someplace like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one of my favorite parts of winter is like the, the lack of bugs. And, and yeah, kind of the, that early fall time of year, you can, you can luck out, uh, here in Iowa, we can still have mosquitoes really bad. Yeah. And then that shit sucks. Oh, really? At that point in time still? So yeah, sometimes we can still have the early fall ones. Oh wow. Spring we get like the gnats and, or kind of summer we get the gnats really bad and ugh, that shit's fucking terrible. If you want to go out in the woods, you got to like stop at Walmart and get, uh, like the, the go to the, like the women's 
section where they have all the perfumes and stuff and get vanilla body spray. No. <laughs> you just douse yourself in it. It's like, sure, you're going to smell like a stripper, but the fucking gnats are going to leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's a good trade-off. I'll take yeah. that. I mean, that's... I I don't I don't mind smell like that. I mean I like vanilla. I like I've got a I've got a uh, uh, one of my wife's candles burning right now. It's a chocolate cocoa candle and it smells awesome in here. But <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I eat mosquitoes around here. I mean dead of summer, and then once you get in the fall, I mean it's not that they're not a bad thing around here at least. Yeah, that's and good. of course of course I get. I, I'm like a mosquito magnet too, so I have to douse myself and off and all of those chemical insecticides. I mean, <laughs> I know, and I hate putting that shit on. Like if I'm if it's summer and I'm like hanging out around a campfire, it's like fuck it. I'm gonna put on jeans and a hoodie and keep the hood up, and I'm gonna yes. sit here and be in sweat, but I'm not gonna fucking smell like off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I, I don't like the stuff, but I have to. I mean, it's I'm I'm just a magnet. I was around July Fourth last year. We were just sitting outside watching the neighborhood fireworks, and I can't, I mean, went out was outside for about five to ten minutes on the, in the backyard picnic table, just sitting there watching the neighbors do fireworks. And when I came in, I was probably bit about twenty twenty five times, Ugh. and it was terrible. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep continuing with dowsing myself and off and those sort of insect stuff. So, um, just doesn't smell very good. I'd rather yeah. smell like vanilla. <laughs> and really, I mean, we're complaining about like mosquitoes in North America. Like it could be so much worse. It could be a place <laughs> where like the mosquitoes carry malaria and shit yeah. like that. You know, it's like, oh, they, bite yeah. me. they bite me and it kind of is a pain in the ass. It's like, is it killing you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. I mean. Did you die? I mean, that sort of thing. <laughs> but did you die? Um, I, yeah, I mean, it, that's a that's a good way to look at it. I mean, that's that's a that's a good way. I I'm gonna start, I'm gonna adapt that way of looking at it. And instead of "fuck you, mosquitoes," did I die from those mosquitoes today? <laughs> uh, kind of jumping back to the the sleep thing. Like, I think I'm getting too much sleep though. Because, like, I feel like every night I'm having, like, the most bizarre fucking dreams. And I feel like through through the majority of my life, like, I would go through really long stretches where, like, I would remember a dream once in a while. But for the majority of the time, I'd wake up with, like, no recollection of what I was dreaming about. But, like, just the most off-the-wall shit that I do not understand. Like, I had one the other night that I had to cut a hole in my kitchen floor, but I had to do it with a hammer. <laughs> right. And then when, once I busted through, I was like looking down into my cellar and there was a mama kitten down there or a mama cat that had just given birth to a whole bunch of kittens. And one of the kittens was wearing track pants. What? <laughs> I don't fucking get it, dude. <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't even know what to say to that. No, there, there's, there's nothing you say about it. The only thing you say is there's something wrong with your head. You fucking that's, dream that, weird shit. But the thing is, you could remember that, and that's that's awesome. <laughs> it was adorable. I, I kind of want. I want to dream like that. I don't. I don't dream about shit like that. I I just have dumb stuff. Like I'm I'm stuck in a video game or something, and I'm like the last. What was it the other night? If I. 
And a lot of times I can remember what I dreamed, but this one was like I was stuck in a video game and I was like Link from uh, Legend of Zelda. And so I had my like shield and sword and everything. I was dressed like Link too, but I was me. And you don't want to see a 250 pound guy dressed like Link, number one. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and But the thing was, is I wasn't like in... Legend of Zelda, though, any of those games, I mean, none of the Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, none of the Wind, Wind, none of those games. It was, I was outside here of the house, and I was running around in the neighborhood, and I was, like, fighting these enemies, but they were enemies from Legend of Zelda. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I, I, and I haven't played any of those Zelda games for months. I mean, I haven't picked up, like, uh, breath of the wild or anything for a couple of months and i'm still dreaming about being in legend of zelda and fighting enemies around the neighborhood and and then i think the last dream that i had was um it was a couple nights ago that i remembered this but it was it was something stupid just like someone took my phone and they and they basically posted all of my stupid pictures that i have on my phone (laughs) I mean, it, it, I got a lot of dumb shit on my phone. I mean, nothing bad, but just a lot of dumb stuff. And But they, like, posted everything on my phone and, and everything. And then, like, the whole town was looking at me and making fun of me or something. And I don't know what – I mean, I don't know what it means. I don't know if there's some sort of weird thing that I'm going through. But I, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't know why I was dreaming it. So it, <laughs> dreams are just – crazy dreams are weird i i don't know i maybe i need to go talk to a therapist i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he said stupid pictures on a phone it made me think like if i go through mine i think it's mostly like screenshots of like random magic cards that i want to add to my collection <laughs> or it's pictures <laughs> of my cat <laughs> it's like oh, oh this, is, this is where you're at in life now joe <laughs> yeah i'm scrolling through mine right now and i've got like kids sports pictures Got memes and stupid internet shit, food pictures, cat pictures, and concert pictures. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, there is nothing absolutely in here. And I was all worried about this. But, I mean, it's like I, I probably take more pictures of my cats than I do my kid. <laughs> I mean, I've got three cats. I mean, I guess you got to divvy it up between three cats, one kid. So maybe I'm taking three times the pictures that I do of the cats than I do of the kid. But,. But man, that it just I don't know what it was about that dream, but it freaked me out. <laughs> well, yeah, and also, you know, I mean, there's so much there's so much just personal information that people keep on their phones these days. So, I mean, it could be a, you know, manifestation of something like that, like you know, just like a a, a fear of like something like that getting out there. But I mean, really, that's like a tangible fear though, too, especially if you're one of those people who foolishly doesn't keep some sort of passcode lock or whatever on your phone oh yeah i have a passcode lock i mean have to do that for work but um but i mean even if you look in the notes on my phone it's all stupid shit i mean (laughs) it's all all things that i think of and then i go to my notes and i I type it out and then i save it and then i never go back to it so i mean i have like hundreds of notes in here of just like one-liners things and just dumb stuff of like songs that i've written down to remember or 
um, things that I want to do or <laughs> just my, questions that I have. My note file like that is called start cast topics. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Let's see what's on it. Oh, okay. Um, do you feel like you have any ridiculous goals in life? Like something like it's a goal to you. It's important to you for some reason, but if you were to ever say it out loud to somebody else, their first reaction, like well, and should be, that's ridiculous. Um, probably, I don't even know offhand. Um, I'm sure I have something dumb like that, but, uh, oh geez. It's probably to, and probably to be able to do, just go out and find, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't have anything (laughs) offhand. Okay, so the one that I wrote down into my notes app was, I've always wanted to be able to just like jump into a pair of pants, almost like you're jumping rope. <laughs> but like, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> That's there. There is something though I have thought about though. I have seen that internet video where it's commercial or something where someone jumps into bed and they like do a backflip into bed and cover themselves up. <laughs> That's incredible. That is something that is something that I've seen where they like they like like just do jump right into bed, one bounce, do a, like a, a backflip <laughs> and then grab the covers and as soon as they land they cover themselves up. <laughs> I wish I was that athletic. I mean, I'm I'm not that athletic, never will be. And um, but that would be – that's probably something dumb that I would be like, yeah, that would be cool. Because if I ever was able to do that, I would video that. I would record that and I would post that everywhere. <laughs> well, that's like something that I think about every single time that I'm putting on pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy to report that I got really brave on December 5th of 2018 and accomplished that goal. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. You you were able to do that? I really did do it. <laughs> sweet (laughs) see now that's now that's something that's like social media worthy right there that's that's you have to post that on social media i mean that's and i'm huge too (laughs) well that makes 300 pounds now that makes it even better (laughs) that makes it even better can you imagine how good the video would have been if i wouldn't have gotten it though if i'd have caught him on the like if i just like caught like the fucking elastic band or something like on the gym shorts and I just fucking uh-huh. biffed it right into my fucking wood floor. <laughs> oh no! Oh, hey, could have America's Funniest Home Videos or whatever still on? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is. Hey, you could have submitted it for that and won. Yeah, because it's uh, the dude who was Carlton on Fresh Prince. Oh, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, I think yeah. his name is something the like guy that. that the guy that's suing <laughs> Fortnite or something. One of the guys. He's suing Fortnite. What? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it's a big thing. Cause Fortnite, of course, all those stupid dances they do and sell those dances for the characters. Uh-huh. And um, they basically ripped off or took, I mean, it depends wh- how you look at it. Um, they took those dances that were made famous by other characters and put them in their game with no references to where they came from, um. called them something different, and then... But they took, I mean, it was actually like video capture of them doing dances. Because if you look at him doing the Carlton and Fresh Prince and the the dance that's on sale for the characters in Fortnite, it's exactly the same. And there are <laughs> other dance, they, they, they've taken a lot of like hip hop and rap people that have danced and other characters from TV shows and things and put them in there. I mean, the whole flossing thing 
that seems to was the fad at least for a while ago um, was from a guy that went I mean viral on social media and they took that dance and put it in there um, but <laughs> I guess there's like some sort of large lawsuit against them against the creators of Fortnite for doing that and it has to do they're they're saying it was some sort of material or I mean it's not copyrighted it's not trademarked but I mean there's some sort of lawsuit going on now or there was so I don't I mean you can't really copyright that sort of stuff so I don't I don't think I have really a leg to stand on but again though I'm no lawyer so I don't know Oh, the sort of shit that people copyright and sue each other over is just fucking silly. Yeah, I mean, anybody can sue anybody, so it's just, it'll probably eventually settle out of court, I guess. I mean, they'll settle for a small amount of money out of court compared to what they're probably asking for, and just basically tell them to go on their way. Wow. Man. Um, Okay, so recently Brian Cox, the astrophysicist was on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. And um, I I love listening to that guy. And so I listened to that episode like three times. And one of the things that was really interesting that Brian Cox brought up on there is when they were talking about uh, like the future of like AI and stuff like that and advanced robotics taking over uh, jobs that people have, he was saying that it's most likely going to be lots of stuff like lawyers and stuff like that, because those AI, AI bots can be really, really good at reading through lots of contracts and catching things and stuff like that. And that was something I'd never thought of before. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, I mean, any sort of system that could, I mean, read through, like you said, lots of content, lots of data um, in shorter periods of time and use their algorithms or whatever to whether, I mean, detect anomalies or whatever you want to, I mean, whatever, however you want to program it or code it. But, um, I could see that. It's, a, it's something that you don't really think about because at least for me, when I think about automation and, and robots and, and people's jobs, it's I mean taking over like the assembly line type work. I mean, it's taking over someone's job. It's a factory work or, um, it's even like, um, like in a lab that I work in, there is automation that I mean robots that can do a lot of that stuff of you program the robot to add this reagent in this amount or this volume and this step and do it in this one. Step two, you add 500 microliters. Step three, you add five mils of this reagent and you program it all. And it, I mean, it does it extremely well, accurately, precisely. And it, I mean, it's basically taking the job of someone that a human being that would be doing it. So when I think of automation and robots doing that sort of work, that's what I think of. But that's a good, I mean, that's a good point uh, that I've never really thought of, of just kind of like taking all that data and whether it's contracts or just long documents and like the whole legal documents. I mean, if you even look at like law and, and things like that, I mean, where thousands and thousands and thousands of pages and being able to churn through that in the matter of minutes or hours versus days or months. So that's, it's a good way to look at that actually. Have you seen that new show that dropped on Netflix? That's, I think it's called like strange rock, something like that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's like a, it's a series and it's about stuff that happens on the planet and it's hosted by Will Smith. I have actually, I put it in my list yesterday, I think. 
Um, I think I put it in my list. I'm actually looking right now because I remember something about it. And I watched a handful of episodes of that today. And it's really, really cool because it has like all these different astronauts in it that spend a bunch of time aboard the space station. But I feel like all the times that it's like cutting to Will Smith, it like it's so weird seeing something that's narrated by him because he's not a natural narrator. Like it is no uh, it is no David Attenborough or like Mike Rowe. <laughs> oh, David Attenborough. That's no, that's a voice right there. Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah, it's called One Strange Rock. Yeah. I it's I did put it in my out. list. Yeah, I did put it in my list. Um but I haven't watched any of it though, but yeah, it would be kind of weird seeing him um do that sort of narration. I've never really has he ever done anything like that before? I don't think so. Not that I've ever noticed. Yeah. I that's interesting. But I I have it in my list now, so I'm going to check it out, but I I guess it's a National Geographic thing. Yeah. Yeah, the show is super interesting, but wow. Weird 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 that it's narrated <laughs> by him. <laughs> uh, the I other just... thing that's um Oh shit, it just left my brain. That that same guy that did uh, like Black Swan and Mother and stuff. He's the the showrunner on this. Really? Yeah. That's fucking escaping me. What the hell's that guy's name? Oh, that's a uh, shoot. Damn it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm coming on. I'm missing it too. This I, is great podcasting. Me bringing up shit that I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll figure it out here. I mean that's that's the good thing. We'll we'll figure it out. It's it's uh Aronofsky. Uh, Oh, Darren Aronofsky, yes, because yeah, he did well, Requiem for a Dream and all that other yeah. stuff. And I think, I think Pi, maybe if I remember right. Yep. Or, yeah, because I looked it up uh, earlier. Right when I saw um, his name, I was like, "Fuck, what all has he done?" And like, right when I saw Requiem for a Dream, I was like, "Oh, fuck!" I never, I tried watching that movie. I think two or three times and never made it through it. Oh, I've seen it once. So I'll probably never watch it again. I mean, it's one of those things. I it wasn't a feel good I mean, movie. No, definitely was not a feel good movie. <laughs> I mean, he he also did. Um, oh shit! Oh, he did that Noah movie with uh, Russell Crowe. Did you ever watch that? I uh, one time and I forgot most of it because it was so <laughs> crazy dumb. I mean, I I I did not like it. It was. I, I do I remember if I'm remembering correctly. Was there some sort of rock people? I don't know. I I didn't see it, but but when I was looking through through the through IM, IMDb earlier, and I saw that on there, I started laughing, and I was like, "Fuck!" I remember when people were talking about this, but I never actually watched it. Oh, I I, I saw it when it first came out, but I can't remember. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I yeah, there were rock giants. That's why I just looked it up because I that was confusing me because I was thinking it was in from my from I was thinking of like um, never ending story with that's the, what I was gonna uh, say yeah yeah <laughs> it, uh, it was uh, yeah the rock giants in Noah movie it was don't don't ever watch that movie. I mean you're 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 a better person than me for not watching it um, I, yeah I don't know where the rock giants I'm not a biblical scholar by any means. <laughs> So, but it's, I don't, I don't think rock giants are in the book of Genesis or anything. I don't know, um, but I just going to guess that they're, they're not there. 
Um, but yeah, there's they they are giant rock like creatures. So I yeah, again, don't watch that movie. And to anybody <laughs> to any, anybody listening to this, don't watch that damn movie. It's terrible. <laughs> Speaking speaking of the Rock, uh, have you watched any of the Titan games? Oh, oh man, I love that. I it, it just reminds me so much of I mean a mix of American Gladiators and like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, any of the Ninja Warrior stuff. Um, even not necessarily like MXC, the most extreme challenge stuff, but. <laughs> I, from the humor side, I think some of the stuff's a little forced in it, but um, I love the Titan games. And, and I don't know if that's just because I like that sort of stuff or if it's because I'm The Rock is a man crush of mine. So <laughs> The Rock is just really cool. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a really cool dude. So I'll I, I say this about three different people. I will watch anything that these three people are in. I mean, anything. It could be anything. I'll watch anything that The Rock stars in. I will watch anything that Jason Statham is in. And I will watch anything that Tom Cruise is in. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I've seen all of Tom Cruise's movies. Eyes Wide Shut, including Vanilla Sky, Magnolia, I mean, any of those oh, movies. Oh, Vanilla I'll Sky. Watch. Fuck that movie. Oh, uh, you don't like that? I did not like that movie. I got to the end of it and I went, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's a movie. I mean, that's, that's, that's the best thing I can say about it. It's a movie. But no, I'll watch anything that those three guys are in. I'll watch. So Titan Games, I watched it. I absolutely loved it. And But again, I'm because I think it's because I'm more of a, I mean, coming, I mean, watching the American Gladiator stuff as a kid and and always wanting to be on those sort of shows and the the whole the whole of course the assault or something like that where you're firing nerf guns at people uh-huh. and, and while getting shot at with tennis balls and the American Gladiators and stuff I always thought that would be pretty neat so um yeah Titan Games I absolutely love it didn't they yeah they did bring back American Gladiators for a little bit Right, because wasn't it hosted by Hulk Hogan and and Layla Ali? Yep, Layla you're Ali? you're correct. And it was um, shoot, it had to have been about ten years ago now. Um, but yeah, they they came back with their own set of gladiators. Yeah, it was it, it was interesting. I mean, yeah, I think it was about ten, eleven years ago. <laughs> um, but I but they. That one was all right, and the only thing I really remember about it was that, um, well, two things. Um, I believe Gina Carano was on there as a gladiator for a while. Um, she was, uh, of course, tried her thing in UFC, I think, or Ultimate Fighting, or one of those mixed mm-hmm. martial arts. But then she was also in, what, that first Deadpool movie? Yeah. Um, and then there's just another another gladiator called Wolf. And he was a hairy dude. Yes, I remember he, that guy. And and he liked to howl like a wolf. And that's all I remember <laughs> about the re the reboot of it, the remake about 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Um, okay. Speaking of that wolf guy, I remember there was one of the challenges where it was the people had to race up the rock wall. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. then they had like so much of a head start, and then the gladiators would come after him. Well, the mm-hmm. dude that the wolf guy had to go after to chase down was like a climber. 
And so that dude literally ran up this fucking wall. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up winning overall to where they actually made him one of the gladiators and so then it was hilarious watching later in the season when like some other poor bastard would have to climb the wall and he was the one chasing him like nobody got away from him <laughs> <laughs> i think i think my favorite i think this is yeah this was i think it was an an event in the original too i think in some of the later years but um in the new one where they had this, like, a, I don't know if they called it the pyramid or something, where basically it was cascading steps up into, like, a pyramid. Basically, you had to get up these steps, and you had, like, two or three gladiators trying to stop you from getting up those steps. Yeah. And I always loved it because the gladiator would just grab the person and just toss them right off the steps. <laughs> I mean, and they're falling 10, 15 feet. Um, I mean, I thought that was amazing as a kid. And even in this remake, I, I loved that, so... I could talk about American Gladiators all day, damn. <laughs> yeah, I always loved Joust. Oh, Joust would be cool, too. I mean, that, it, <laughs> and I always found that the Gladiators themselves weren't that great with it. I mean, most of them weren't that good um, at Joust. There were a couple that were, I mean, just monsters. But a lot of those Gladiators just didn't didn't have the Joust game under, I mean, that, I mean didn't do very well with it. But I was one the other game that the other event in there, I always liked the whole breakthrough and conquer thing um, where it was the football run from like 10, 15 yards. OK, yeah, I remember to, that. They'd have to score a touchdown, um, at least get over the end. So, I mean, score a touchdown and then immediately get up and have to wrestle one of the giant gladiators out of the ring. I, I always found that amazing, too, because. I always thought to myself, yeah, I'm a, I'm a kid. I can do this. And I, I'd get tossed in my ass like two seconds. I mean, just someone clotheslined me and I wouldn't get back up. But um, I always thought that was cool. I always, I always loved American Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the Titan Games definitely puts me in mind of that. And, and I'm loving all the different crazy challenges that they've come up with for it. Um God, what's the? I think I think they call it lunar impact, something like that, where they have to climb up the the big ladder, and then it's like they're on like a big, like crescent moon type little narrow runway. Oh, and they have to push that wall. Yeah, and then there's the wall that they both have to push against. Yes. Oh my god! Like, like it was in one of the first episodes where it was like two of the ladies pushing against it. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, it, it was, would go back and Oh, forth. it was crazy. The one she got clear over to where she was at the edge and then pushed her all the way back. And like, oh, wow, that one was, I, I don't want to spoil how that one ends for anybody because it was too crazy to watch. Yeah, that <laughs> it was one, right towards the beginning. It was one of the first episodes. I think I was watching it. My, my jaw was just like, just dropped because I know <laughs> what happened. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's that, there's that event. And then there's the shoot. It's the. It's just the one where they have to um, basically run. They're hooked up to like a weight and they have to like run out in it. I mean, through a pulley and it, it crashes through like these cement wall or cement floors. And yeah. They have to crash through. Yeah. I, I found that one pretty cool as well. And then but, um, the battering ram one is really awesome. Also, I, I find myself like I'm like almost sitting and like swaying back and forth. Oh yeah, watching it where it's like oh, I can't imagine having to do just man those they're all all the people that are on it are fucking beasts, but it's have you noticed that it's like the really big heavily muscled dudes that'll like crash through, 
you know, those intro ones and then they'll make it to that Mount Olympus at the end. And it's like, oh, they just get fucking rocked trying to go up those like those big fucking rollers and then climb up that weird wall that you got to like punch the holes through, punch and kick your way through. Yeah, that that's (laughs) yeah. I mean, big dudes going over those rolling logs is not going to work very well. I mean, physics wise. (laughs) but (laughs) Yeah. And it it is. Well, then especially you punch those holes through the walls and you have to be careful because you can't be punching them too big. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody else are going to, I mean rip open even more and then you have to get up fast enough and then i think a couple of the the spot that's actually surprised me is that that at the very top where they're having to basically kind of bring that flame or whatever it is i think it may basically make it um uh sit straight up Uh uh-huh they got that big winch that they got to turn yeah the people that i think would do really well with that really haven't i've seen a couple episodes where the big dudes just didn't do it i mean and a couple of the smaller people were able to get i mean kind of bang through that um but uh and then of course the big dudes coming back down i mean down the slides and over the walls and i mean those guys are i mean all of those people are gassed winded as they (laughs) when when they get down and they have to pull the 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 anchor or whatever it is they're they're pulling or a ball or whatever it is. 250 pound cement ball with like chain wrapped all around it. Yeah. And they have to, I mean, they basically have to carry the sledgehammer or whatever it is with them, pull that ball and then, um, then smash the cement or the concrete box to get that, whatever it is, that key or icon out. And, Mm -hmm. um, they're just so gassed by the time they get that, that point. And it, it just like, I think to myself, I will never be in any shape to even do the first <laughs> event. I mean, never be in any sort of shape to even get through the first one, let alone do the entire thing. So these these people that do that sort of stuff are monsters. I mean, they're machines. <laughs> you remember that, uh, I think it was that blonde power lifter girl. She just one-armed oh, cement yeah. <laughs> ball and just walked with it like she was walking a dog. Yes, and I think they... <laughs> They even, I mean, they made mention of that in the episode. They were, she's just, she's just dragging that thing one arm, and that was, I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that show's fucking dope. I wish, I wish I could be that strong. That's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen, though. No, no, <laughs> not, I, definitely not for me. <laughs> I like my nutty bars and Swiss cake rolls way too much for that. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a Swiss kick roll before this episode, so I, 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 I like my junk food. <laughs> oh yeah, we have uh, oh chocolate ice cream sandwiches in the fridge, or yeah, in the freezer. And I was like, mm, stay away from those; just leave them for the kids. <laughs> I try really hard. Yeah, that's my problem. If it's around the house, I'll eat it. So I try not to buy the stuff, but but if it's around here, I'll eat it. Even though the kid the other day he took my. Uh, which kind of made me mad. He, I had some chocolate chips for some ice cream, and he took the the bag of chocolate chips and ate it all. <laughs> he took him. He took him to his room and hid and, and and ate them over the course of a couple of, I mean, a few days, I think. And I didn't notice. I didn't notice they were missing until I went to the freezer, got the ice cream out, and was getting ready to put my chocolate chips on there, and all of a sudden they were missing. And yeah, and then I went in there and. 
kind of accused him of taking them because no one else eats them around here. And then he finally admitted to me that he took them. Um, but yeah, that, that, that kind of made me mad, but, but he cracked it, under interrogation. Yeah, he did. He cracked. And it, it only, the interrogation only lasted about two, about 23 seconds. I mean, he was like, no, I didn't do it. No, no, no. Oh yeah, I did. I took it. <laughs> oh, oh, those ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it. I took your chocolate chips. <laughs> so. Uh, one of the things that I've been uh, listening to more lately is um, uh, my Pandora app, because it's pretty decent for listening to stand-up comedy. Not for, like, catching, like, full sets or anything like that, but just hearing, like, a variety of different comics and, like, you know, just little bits and stuff from them. But uh, one of the things that's been baffling me is when I listen to like the stations for like, like say like Bill Burr or, you know, like Tom Segura, any of those guys who like, you know, do like more dirty comedy, Mm -hmm. like the swearing and stuff in it. There's constantly a commercial for Adam and Eve. And it's, (laughs) it's always saying like, like it's like a, I don't know, like you can get something for her and it's like in a sexy item for him. And every time I hear that, I'm like, what the fuck is a sexy item for him? Oh like, yeah! What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would be a sexy item? I, I don't I mean, know. That's I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is you're not talking about fleshlights or anything, but <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's I don't consider that sexy, but I I, <laughs> I mean, I guess some people look good in speedos <laughs> I, or those sort of banana hammock type things. I don't know. <laughs> not, not me, but. <laughs> You, if you can rock it, do it. But I always think it'd be so, it'd be hilarious if it was like like a little kit of like Barbie type clothes, but it's like for your dick, so you can class up your dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> like a little top hat and a monocle and stuff. It's like that's like the Mister Peanut. <laughs> oh no! I thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's that's just perfect. Because now you know what's going to happen. Now I'm going to dream about that. <laughs> And that's 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 not good, Joe. That's not good. It's like I didn't ask for this dick pic, but it's very classy. It's classy, so I'll I'll let it slide this time. It's okay. I mean, it might not be the. I mean, it might not be the best, but I mean, you you've, you've classed it up. So I I don't even know what to say to that. But oh, that's too funny. People don't send dick pics. Come on. No. <laughs> don't. Come on. Just don't do it. I mean, don't do it. I mean, if you do it, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bezos is seeing that right now, but uh, I, right. I, yeah, but <laughs> just don't do it, especially unsolicited. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be a dick by showing your dick. Yeah. So. <laughs> no just don't kidding. do it. I don't know. Like the girls that get really stoked about a dick pic are probably the ones that you need to stay away from the most. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't take those home to mom. I mean, you can't, you can't. No, no, no. no. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I'm way so far out of that whole thing. Right. Been married 15, 16 years. I don't know, but I don't know, but I just. I don't get people when they do certain things like that. So, <laughs> I don't go. I don't know what goes through people's minds when they do those sort of things. 
or what doesn't go through their mind when they're doing it, I guess is what the better thing is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's gotta be one of those things of like, like it, like in the dude's brain, it's like, I like boobs. I like seeing pictures of boobs. I'd sure like it if she'd send me a picture of hers. And then they just project that thinking onto a female. It's like, um, hey, you must like dicks, right? <laughs> you want to see a picture yeah, I'm of gonna, one? I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably 99% of the population does not want to see a picture of a dick. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, and, and that, that goes for every subset of the population. I'm going to say 99% of the population does not want to see that. <laughs> and they're only, if they want to see that, they will ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. On request only. It's like it's like one of those little <laughs> asterisk things on a menu. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to if, phone ahead if you want to order this menu. <laughs> it's like the it's like the big red easy button, but it's for dick pics. <laughs> Just a big like Amazon Prime button that you just smack <laughs> on your desk, boom, dick pic. Oh, that's too fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. I no. bet it'd make a lot of money though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of weird shit, you got to see a Gua- you got to see Guar in concert recently. Oh yeah, that was and it was my first time seeing Guar. I mean, I've been I've been a fan of their I mean somewhat fan of their music for I mean a long time listen to a lot of stuff but i have never seen them in live in person before <laughs> and i'd only read about it and i had never actually seen any live videos either so i was reading about it and kind of knew what to expect but holy shit man <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> it was quite the experience man i i had an opportunity i could have went and seen them probably over a decade ago they came to Cedar Rapids and, and I was kind of like, eh, I mean, I don't, I don't really do too many of the live music shows much anymore. These days is, I don't know. It, it just seems like, like concert tickets are like super expensive. And then when I range it against all the other things that I want to spend money on, like then that one always just gets low pick on the list for me. But in retrospect, I, I wish just for the experience that I would have gone and seen them. Yeah, I I think if if you like hard rock metal type music, I think everybody that likes that sort of music and, and stage shows, whatever you want to say, needs to see a show of theirs at least once in your life. I mean, I, I think that's I think that's important. Um, it's I mean they're they're not the same band as they used to be. Obviously, with I mean the death of Dave Brocky, and I believe it was when did he die? I mean it was. Jeez, I don't even know when it was. That had to have been five years ago, six years ago. Um, but he, I mean, yeah, he died. It was about five years ago, I think. Next month, maybe. And um, I mean, they're not the same band as they were, but th- th- <laughs> that show. I mean, it's just. If you have any, any feelings of being offended, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> they lampoon everybody. I mean, they, 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 I mean, parody left, right, up, down, celebrities, sports people, religious people, 
mean, political stuff, obviously. Um, I, I, <laughs> there's not a lot to say about it. I mean, I did talk about it in one of my podcast episodes, but <laughs> I mean, I was drenched with fluid. I mean, <laughs> for I, I, I took a couple of pictures of myself after the fact, and then I posted them on Facebook on my Facebook page, and my mom was the first one to post on there, respond, and she was just like, "Oh no." Period. <laughs> I mean, because it looked like I had just murdered somebody and it was did. covered in blood. <laughs> it looked like I, you just I, stepped I, off the set of American Psycho. Yes, and <laughs> it, it that I mean that shit doesn't come off either. I mean that I mean it's made with I mean obviously with just like glycerin, food coloring, that sort of thing, carrageenan, whatever, but in water. But man, that stuff stains. I was I went to work the next day. <laughs> and, I mean, if no one knows what I do, I'm in a forensic science lab, and I I was I was stained red and blue, purple mixture for about two and a half weeks. <laughs> I was. Did you have to go about, testify at all during that time? No, luckily no. <laughs> um, I did have to give a presentation at work. And I had like my hands, my knuckles and my hands after about a week I had, I mean, a lot of it was coming off, but my hands were still stained and I, my fingernails were still stained, uh, like underneath my fingernails, um, my beard, my goatee. Um, I still, <laughs> I still had like red stain down the middle of it. <laughs> you could still see it like a week after I, uh, I uh, cleaned in my clean them cleaned them out my ears with Q-tips and those things, and <laughs> I was pulling like red blue stain out of my ear like <laughs> set like four or five days after the show, <laughs> and it, and I like cleaned my ears out every day. Yeah, <laughs> too much information probably, but I have bad earwax. <laughs> but I was I'm cleaning glad this stuff is a out. safe place for you to share. <laughs> <laughs> we we like safe places here. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I was still pulling like red and blue just junk out of my ears. I mean it was stained earwax. I mean four or five days after the fact. I came home from that show. I, I mean of course I, I took towels and stuff with me so I could get in my car because I don't want all that shit in my car. And then um change your clothes and everything, came home, Got rid of the shirt I was wearing. I was wearing some shorts and stuff and had to get rid of those. And then took a shower that night. And it took me... <laughs> it looked like... I mean, it looked like... Like the shower scene in Psycho. <laughs> but amped that up by about a thousand. And just all the red coming off me. And, and then I took a shower. So that was like 1 a.m. when I got back. And then I got up at five or five thirty a.m. and took another shower, and it was the same. I mean, it was stuff still coming off me. So, <laughs> it, it, again, it's. But don't let that. Dis, I mean, don't let that sway dissuade you from going and seeing them because that is part of the experience. Um, yeah, well, just having. Did, did you have to be like in a certain proximity to like the stage to be able to get hit by that stuff or? Uh, well, I mean, pretty much the entire, the, where I saw it was the Vogue theater here in Indianapolis. Um, it's a pretty small venue. Um, 
uh, pretty much you can get right up front. I mean, I I was on the rail for the event, <laughs> so I was first row standing. Oh, wow. It's, gen, it's general admission standing room only. So um, I was first row uh, right center of stage. I was right in front of their bass player. And, um, it, yeah, the first time that that, I mean, they basically chopped off one of the characters' heads and then bent him down and he was spewing, like, blood everywhere out into the audience. And um, he, first time that stuff hit me, it was actually cold enough that I jerked my head back and then my head, like, went forward and my glasses flew off my head because oh, I was shit. wearing eyeglasses. And I was like, shit, I can't see without these things. Luckily, the security guy right in front of me um, was able to get them because over the rail uh-huh. and uh, give them back to me. So next time I knew what to what to what to expect. <laughs> and um, hey, just one second. I got a I got my cat is oh. making an <laughs> my cat is making an appearance here. I gotta let him out of the room. I'll be here one one second. Okay, yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Damn, Sir Newton the cat. <laughs> Sir Newton, I love it. Sir Newton, a big twenty pound Maine Coon. He was he was sitting right here next to me, and then. All of a sudden, he wants up, and I've got the door shut, and he wants out of the door. So he's no <laughs> no longer here. So, but but again, Guar though, I mean they they are a, <laughs> I mean and they, and it's a take no prisoners, no holds barred type of show. I mean, I mean of course politically, Donald Trump was up there. They had him in character. They basically disemboweled him. Wow. Um, they. Yeah, I've got pictures of it. I got video of it. Um, they uh, had, I believe it was um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg up there as well, and they did uh, some stuff to her. Um, they, a religious figure. I, don't, I mean, it was it didn't look like the Pope or anybody, but it was some sort of religious figure. They basically defiled him. I mean, it's take no prisoners type of show. I mean, they offend pretty much everybody out there. Um, so, but I mean, just blood. And at the end of the night, the whole place was covered in this stuff. I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, I I had so much fun during that show. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> that sounds like quite an experience. And if they ever came around here again, I would go in a second. <laughs> I mean, and it was a cheap show too. I mean, it was only. 20, 20 bucks, I think, for me to get in. Oh, that's not bad. So, no, I, I tend to find a lot of shows, I mean, around here at the local smaller venues, that 20 to 30 bucks to get in. Um, I was just at, uh, last night, I saw um, Spirit Animal and Dorothy, a blues rock band, hard rock band, Dorothy, and at 20 bucks, and I was two rows from the rail and uh, had a lot of fun. Um, but a lot of the smaller shows tend to have, I mean, really manageable, easily acquired, cheap tickets. Um, and Guar was no no different. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it's probably not until you're getting into like the the real bigger name acts and stuff that like are getting radio play and stuff like that where they can get away with charging that much for tickets because their fan base is so big that it's like, yeah, they're going to sell them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. I'll see. I'll be seeing Metallica in March. Yeah, that's expensive as hell. Um, 
uh, that's something that you, I mean, if you're going to see him, you're going to have to shell out at least a little bit of money. Um, uh, the who, the who's coming here and this summer, um, saw the who got, got tickets for pretty cheap for them. Um, seeing Ozzy and Megadeth, I mean, relatively cheap tickets, but a lot of the, a lot of the bigger things, I mean, you're shelling out 50 to a hundred bucks a ticket if you want anything decent. Yeah. Uh, and like Iron Maiden, they'll be here and I got tickets to seeing them, I believe in August and they, they were freaking expensive, but they're bringing their whole uh, stage show with them, full stage show on this tour. So, um, pretty much worth it if you like Maiden, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to go to a lot of different shows, um, seeing a lot of different bands here and there. Um, saw Guar, like you said. Um, but again, highly recommend seeing those guys. <laughs> What's your favorite live show that you've been to? Um, last year it was really, it was a tie between, Foo Fighters, which I talked with on Rock with Hop, with James Hop, talked with uh, him about Foo Fighters. And then um, Ice Nine Kills is probably my favorite metal band right now. Um, they're a metalcore band. Um, and their last album um, was basically a series of three or 13 songs. It's called The Silver Scream. And they're all songs that are based off of horror type movies. Oh, that's cool. So um, they, I mean, they have songs about Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, and um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and um, uh, The Crow, and um, what else? It. The song that's based on It is probably my favorite from there. But um, Texas Chainsaw. They have all sorts of stuff. Um, they toured um, in support of. Uh, Atreyu this past fall and I saw them and luckily I'm seeing them. I just got tickets to see them again because they're touring with um, a band called From Ashes to New. Going to go see them in Champaign, Illinois um, in April, I think. Um, But Ice Nine Kills was was probably tied between Ice Nine Kills, which pretty small, I mean, small following compared to someone like the Foo Fighters. Um, and a lot different type of music. Uh, with the Foo Fighters, you have like straightforward rock and roll. With Ice Nine Kills, I mean, you have metal, metalcore type music. Um, a lot of screaming, a lot of, but a lot of melodic um, uh, lyrics and a lot of melodic singing as well. But I would say those two bands were about tied this year. Um, I had been wanting to see Ice Nine Kills for quite a while. Um, and I had never seen Foo Fighters before in concert either. So um, both two different experiences, but uh, very much worth it if you can see either one. I mean, I, I've always, if, if Foo Fighters ever come around here again, I'm take, I've already told the kid I'm taking him to go see him. Oh, cool. Yeah, man, I can't, I'd imagine those tickets are not cheap. Um, I actually lucked out. I, I mean, I got some decent I got decent tickets, and then I upgraded for a very small amount while I was there and while I was at the venue. And so I was about 15 rows from the back, from the front, and it, it was an amazing show. Well, that's cool. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, they're on the more expensive side, but they're, I mean, definitely not anything too crazy. Yeah, I was thinking at some point, I I don't know if I heard about this on the radio or if somebody was just talking about it, but I was thinking that they had picked up Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets and it cost like $300 for him and his wife. Yeah, I mean, I, I could like, see it. holy that. fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that depending on where you're sitting. I mean, if you're getting anything low um, within the first 20, 25 rows in a, in a sort of venue, I could see paying 100, 150 bucks for something like that. Um, they can I mean it can go up pretty fast. I try to stay, a lot, I mean, a lot of these places, I try to stay on the low end or the upper pavilion type seats, the upper row seats. Only for the like the bigger shows that I really really want to get for want to get close, um, or want to get down in the pit for, then go for those pit type tickets. Um, I was in the pit to see um, Hailstorm, um, and in this moment last year, and uh, Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson last year as well, and I, I it was it was a lot of fun. Um, even got to uh, high five Zombie. It was it was pretty cool. <laughs> What was his live show like? I, I saw White Zombie years and years ago. I think it was like 94. That was a good live show. Oh, lots of fun. Um, if you like stage theatrics, I mean, he's he's a ball of energy. I mean, I don't know if... I, I don't think he does any cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's He's got to be hopped up on something. <laughs> I, I, he's all over the stage, dancing left and right and always moving around. And I don't know how he does it, but... I mean, he puts on a tremendous live show, and it, it's a lot of the same music that you would hear, all of his classic-type music from a two to three albums worth, whether um, uh, it's the typical Living Dead Girl, Dragula-type stuff. But he does a fair share from uh, some of his later albums that really don't get the play that they do, I mean, that the others do. Um, but it's a, it's a, it was a tremendous show. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, he even showed... Some of he was showing some of his new movie um, called Three from Hell, which is supposed to be done this year. Um, he was showing he showed a trailer for it at the near the end of the concert. So it was pretty neat. But uh, he puts on a hell of a show. And I've been a zombie, white zombie and Rob Zombie fan for a long time. And um, I would definitely pay the money to go see him again. That's cool. I, you know, I've never actually seen any of his movies. Oh, I mean, they're an acquired taste. I mean, they are. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like gore. I mean, you have to like violence and gore. Um, I mean, some of them, if, if you don't like that sort of stuff, some of them will be hard to watch. Um, it's, I mean, if you're talking about House of a Thousand Corpses, um, The Devil's Rejects, um, those are the two. And then three from hell is supposed to be the third in the trilogy. Um, but his remake of Halloween and his second Halloween that he made, I mean, those are a little different obviously, but I like them for what they are. Um, he also, uh, shoot Lords of Salem. Um, that was weird. Um, but I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a weird one. Of course, most of his movies star his wife, um, Sherry Moon Zombie. Um, but, um, I, that it's a, it's a different move type of movie. And I liked it for, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to analyze a lot of his movies. <laughs> they are what they are. 
But uh, and then there's another one called was it 13 or 30? It was 31, I think. Um, and uh, so me, I'm a, I'm a fan of his movies, but um, he they are an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so much into the stuff with gore in them and i i think the most recent thing that you could probably classify as horror would have been uh the haunting of hill house but oh i love I, that yeah and, and i don't know if you could really call that horror like it, it definitely I mean, had lots of stuff in it that was like like terrifying but i, I don't know if it would really full-on go into horror no man, I, I, I fucking mean, loved it though you could call that, I mean, psychological thriller slash horror, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not necessary. I mean, it's a different type of horror. I mean, you can classify horror and all sorts of different things. I mean, you have your gore movies and you have your more found footage movies and you have, I mean, the more psychological and your more um, kind of classic horror type movies. But uh, it, it's, I don't know, it's... <laughs> The, the Haunting of Hill House stuff, me, I love that series. I binged that pretty quickly as well. Um, I, I don't think we'll ever see any more out of that, but um, I would recommend anybody watch that. It was great. Yeah, that's one of those things where was it, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I woke up at like exactly three in the morning, and I'm laying there looking at the clock. I'm like, that's weird. We're at three on the dot. So I'm like trying to fall back asleep. And then my brain's just like, hey, how about that bent neck lady? And I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, brain. And then like, like, oh. I'm like wide eyed, can't fall asleep. Got that shit going through my fucking brain. <laughs> oh, not fun. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I watch so much horror, though, that I mean, a lot of that doesn't bother me anymore. I can't I haven't found a movie that actually scares me in quite a long time. Um uh, but I'm always trying to find a movie that will give me those scares. Um, and I just haven't found one in a while, but that bent neck, bent neck lady stuff did do a good job. Um, um, just the imagery. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was, I, I like that series a lot and I can't say, I can't say anything bad about it. I mean, was shot extremely well, acted extremely well, story-wise, written very well. Um, I, nothing bad to say about that. Yeah, I, I'd say like probably like the last ten minutes of the season finale, it just ceases to be any sort of scary. Yeah, but but that's also part of you know they were wrapping up their whole story, and so yeah, I accepted that for what it was. But that was the only thing that stuck in my mind after I finished that was. Uh, I like the way they finished it, though. But, yeah, I liked I liked it as well. Um, but man, the but, the dumbwaiter scene also was one of the fucking most terrifying things that I'd seen on TV <laughs> in a while. Like I was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I I will say that that was a frightening kind of keep you on the edge type seat. I mean that I that's one of the favorite things from the series. Oh man, that shit freaked me out. And then we have a, uh, we just have a cellar. So I got to like go outside and open like the metal storm doors to like go down into it. Oh no. And then like (laughs) feel around in the dark 
just kind of wave my hand in front of me until I like find like the pull cord for the light. Oh no. Yeah. And so like I, the last time I went down there, I did that and I pulled the pull cord and like nothing happened. So I pulled it again. Nothing happened. Trace up the string, find the fixture. There's no light bulb in it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it burned out and I didn't fucking change it yet. And so now I'm like pulling my phone out of my pocket, turning the flashlight on. I'm like, there's not going to be anything in front of me. There's not going to be anything in front of me. <laughs> See, that's, I, I, I wouldn't go down there unless I had a flashlight before that. Or I, I put, I put my, even if I was turning, I mean, even if I was turning, I knew there was a light there and I was going to pull the cord or whatever and turn the light on. I would have my phone out already. I would have my light on. I would have it ready to go. And um, because knowing full well that I've seen so many damn horror movies that someone will be standing there if in that circumstance that <laughs> I, I am uh, I'm going down there prepared. <laughs> I might even have like a little bat or something with me just in case. You got the police, the police fucking stance where you got the nine millimeter in one hand and the flashlight and the other crossed <laughs> over the wrist. <laughs> and all I'm doing is going down there for uh I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I very well, I don't like moving around in the dark. I mean, that's the one thing that's strange is when you watch a lot of horror movies, you, you might not get scared from the movie anymore, but then you put, you get, put yourself in that real life situation and you're like, well, I've seen so many movies that someone has always jumped out or as soon as you turn the light on, someone's right in front of you or even mm-hmm. behind you or whatever that, that's not going to happen to me. Oh. I'm going <laughs> to. Fuck that movie, The Grudge. It totally ruined oh. going into my attic for me. When I got to oh. move that little trap door aside and I got to go up there. And I know there's nothing in the direction I'm facing. But if I fucking turn around and it's the little dead kid and he makes that cat noise at me, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I I just saw the, the Prodigy movie the other night. Oh, my and... God. That trailer freaked me the fuck out for that. Yeah, creepy kid stuff always. I mean, kids are creepy anyways, but uh, <laughs> in normal life. Yeah. But, but and they say weird things, but the I'm not I won't spoil anything for anybody, but um I yeah, I mean, it just it's <laughs> all I could do is just laugh cuz creepy kid movies are probably the ones that I do get most scared of. So but yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those situations where kid, like I said, kids are creepy on their own, put them in a movie in a creepy situation. They're going to be even more creepier. So, <laughs> and then I'm like looking at my kid and I'm like second guessing everything he's doing now. So <laughs> like, are you, are you, uh, yeah, do you have anything behind your back? Uh, should I actually turn? Because he does the weirdest things sometimes. I mean, I think I posted this on social media. And it's not even scary, but and this was rambling on. But we do a lot of dumb things around here. And he, the other day, I had just gotten a new leg tattoo. And it was really sore because it was like fresh. And it was that day. And I was in the, one of the bedrooms here folding clothes. And he walks up to me and says, Dad, I bet I can take you down. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't think twice about it. And he said it again. And, and I was like, no, you can't. I'm a little bit bigger than you still. I said, maybe one of these days when you get bigger and, and I didn't think twice about it. And he said, you'll see. <laughs> and then he walked away and then he, and then he walked away. 
And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's awesome. I didn't even think twice. I just go back to folding clothes. Well, it had to have been about an hour or two later. And I was standing around doing something in the same bedroom, but I wasn't folding clothes anymore. And I was had my back to the door. He sneaks up behind me, flicks my tattoo, healing tattoo with his finger <laughs> really hard. I double over and he hit the ground. And then he looks at me and says, told you so, and then runs off. <laughs> That's fucking evil. And I'm like, That's also hilarious. Heck? What the hell just happened here? <laughs> he told me he was going to take me down. He did take me down. And now I can't do anything to him <laughs> because he was telling me the truth. He didn't lie to me or anything. It's not like he was lying or anything. He took me down. So I have to respect him. I have to respect him a little bit for that. But I mean, kids do a lot of dumb things. So <laughs> I and <laughs> the creepy stuff. I mean, I don't even know how I told, why I told that story, but uh, <laughs> just cause it's not really creepy, but he does kids do weird things. And you put kids in creepy situations. They do even creepier things. And that's what that movie was. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any tattoos. Um, how long does it usually take for one of those to heal up? Uh, it depends. I, two to three weeks for me, typically depending, I got about 15 tattoos. Um, I color each one's color. Um, I would say depending on the size and where it's placed, the one on my left calf right now that it just got me, it's been two, two and a half weeks and still healing. It's still a little bit of scabs left or scabbing over. So, um, I would say about two to three weeks, um, for most of them to heal. Um, depending on how big it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, it definitely probably depends on the spot where you get them. Like if you get them on your legs and you have to wear pants or jeans, might irritate it a little bit more than normal. If you can wear short sleeves and it's on your um, lower arm, so it's not covered all the time, um, it probably heal up a little bit faster than something that's being irritated all the time by pants or jeans or something. So two to three weeks is probably a good time. Oh, right on. What's what's like the most painful location you've gotten one in so far? Oh, I've got, let's see, I've got both of my forearms, both arms, um, upper upper arms as well, and then two calf tattoos, one on the left and one on the right. And I would say my legs, the calves, have been the, the worst that I've pain that I've been in from them. Because it's not just, I mean, of course, it's the pain while doing it, getting it done. But then it's the pain after the fact because I'm a back sleeper a lot of times. And from what I found, you, you get a tattoo on the back of your calves, on your calves. You can't really lay down like that very well. God, that makes sense. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And, and so you have to find a modified way to sleep for a while, for about two to three weeks. Uh, because it still is sore in certain areas where it's healing, but um, the uh, I've had probably when they the my left calf hurt the most for some reason, and then over on my left arm where like the the in the wrist bones I've got them up to my wrist um, when they when she went over the bone when the artist went over the bone she I mean it hurt a lot. Um, but 
nothing too bad. I mean, I made it through all of them. Um, so I always, I told my wife before she, cause she's got a couple. <laughs> I told her when, after she got, after I got mine, I was like, it just feels like a mild sunburn. It's nothing bad. And then she got a, a, a small one and she was like, I'm never believing you again. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it does hurt. So, I mean, there is some pain involved. Yeah. It's something that I just have like, um, what was it? I found a really good Greg Capullo, like Batman splash page that I wanted to get as like a, like a half sleeve. Mm-hmm. And then just never ended up getting around to it because I mean, they're, you know, they're not cheap and. Oh yeah, definitely not. And so kind of got to wait until I'm okay with spending that much money just on something like that. But, uh, yeah. but man, I remember like after high school, a friend of mine got a tattoo that went down his spine and he was telling me that every time when you said the thing about the needle hitting the bone, it, remem- it uh, made me think of him talking about that. Cause he said it would like make him almost like involuntarily twitch. Yeah. yeah. Every time. <laughs> like, Fuck that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. When it, when she was, I mean, working on the cab uh, this last time it was, it was pretty painful and i don't know why the the right calf didn't hurt as much but this one it hurt a lot um and the one on the right is just a, an incredible hulk tattoo and the one on the left is a captain america one and it for some reason the captain america one hurt a lot more and it's simpler one than the the, the hulk one so <laughs> i i don't wild. know why yeah i don't know why i mean i've got most of my, all my arms are like uh, science tattoo related. So oh, and then that's super, cool. and I've got like a uh, uh, flask with a skull in it and some vapors floating out, a mushroom, um, some test tubes, a poison bottle, um, chemical structures of serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine. Um, I got a, a mad science cat on my upper left arm. <laughs> um, yeah, then on my upper right arm, I've got a skull and sitting on top of some books and, and things. And and then a monster hand holding a, a poison bottle um, that's kind of emanating some vapor um, that says sola dosis facet venenum, which means, of course, in Latin, it means the dose makes the poison, um, which is an adage of toxicology. Um, so... Um, all really chemistry, toxicology, science related. Uh, but then I'm going superhero on the legs. <laughs> That's really cool. Man, when I when I think back on all the tattoos I would have wanted over the years, and then now I'm so glad I don't have any of them almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean you gotta be you gotta you gotta live with what you have. I mean <laughs> Right. Oh, and that's it. I remember at one I'm, time I really wanted like you know the bottle like the forty ounce bottles of uh, Mickey's malt liquor. No. <laughs> uh, one time I really wanted that B logo from that. Oh, ne- no. Never drank malt liquor, but I thought that logo was really cool. <laughs> and oh, now I'm geez. like I'm so glad I don't have that on my body for life. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, and people have asked me, you gonna, you're, you're probably, you're gonna, are you gonna regret them or anything like that? And I'm like, no, I won't, because. I got them at a certain point. The way I look at it is I got them at a certain point in my life. They mean something to me. And that's all I care about. 
I don't care about what anybody else thinks about them, number one. And number two, they all mean something. So um, whether or not I'll regret it, I mean, I don't, to me, I'll never regret them because they mean something. Um, but uh, all I need to do for work is just cover up, wear long sleeves. If I'm going to court or something, testifying, whatever, uh, suit and tie, no one knows I have them. So, man, I came really close to getting um, lettering going around my upper forearm in Latin saying for fortiorum fortia facta, which when I was doing um, uh, like genealogy research on my family tree, I found a stark coat of arms that had that on it. And uh, I guess it translates to the deeds of strength are stronger. Oh, nice. It was a cool looking coat of arms too. It was like a hand holding up like a severed bull's head, like by the horn Ooh. with like Ooh. blood dripping out of the neck and then like acorns and stuff around it. Man, that's badass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then I was like, well, Stark is really hard to like, to trace it. It's kind of like the name Miller or Smith. Uh, and because like, uh, Stark is, uh, in German, I think it means strength. This is this is all internet research, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, so basically, anybody who's like super strong and had like German or especially like German Scottish uh, background could have the surname Stark. But uh, that, okay. that coat of arms comes from a story where there was some I don't know if it was a king of England or a king of Scotland was out hunting and a a wild a bull like charged at him. And, like, one of his, like, bodyguard guys, like, basically got in front of it and, like, grabbed the bull by its horns and, like, flipped it over onto its back. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so then he got, like, a title off of that and stuff. But apparently it must be a strong motherfucker to do that shit, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's neat. I didn't, I I learned something new. That's great. (laughs) Well, like, and like I said, shaky internet (laughs) searching, so who really knows? We can... We can always believe everything we know we see on the internet. <laughs> everything. Come on. Yeah. Have you ever done one of those like 23andMe or like uh, one of those things like that where you have to spit in a test tube and they tell you where you're from? Um, I have never done it. I've had family members do it. Um, I have never. I refuse to do it. Um, mainly because the risk of you. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with that data. Um, and now it's coming out that I at least one of those companies is sharing their data with or possibly sharing with the FBI or um, selling the data to pharma. I mean, pharma businesses and things. I don't know. I I mean, to each their own. I've never done them myself. I probably will never do them, but I've had family members do it. um, And it's returned what they thought. I mean, I am on father-in-law or whatever has done one. And it came back that he was, I mean, European, German, whatever. Um, and that's what they were expecting. So, um, my, me, myself, never done it, but I've heard stuff about them. I've seen it done. Um, have you? No, my, my sister did. And I'm thinking that my mom might have as well. I'd have to double check with them, but, but I know for sure my sister did. But I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I'm way too, um, pessimistic about that sort of stuff where I'm like, what the fuck are they really doing with that? Kind of like, like I always have the, the camera on my computer covered up. I, I will never get like one of those Alexis things or, or shit like that. I'm, I'm just 
I, 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 to me, it's like they're up to something. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I have, I have an Alexa. I have one of those uh, an Echo or a Dot or whatever they are. I, I only plug it in when we need more using it. I keep it completely unplugged, <laughs> um, uh, because of that. I, I, I. I have typically covered up like the camera on a laptop or whatever with tape or a piece of paper or something. But, um, I, uh, yeah, you see those stories of, I mean, people hacking into things. I think there was a story the other day in the news about, um, like someone had hacked it, or at least someone had supposedly hacked into somebody's security system, like their nest, um, cameras and in their house and had like, um, turned them all to a certain area and they had somehow hacked into um, like the baby's um, uh, monitor type thing and was saying stuff in the baby's room. What? I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm going to have to pull the, the thing, but I saw something about that and um, they were saying it wasn't, it, 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 I think the company was saying it wasn't breached or something, and this family was saying they were breached or something was going on, but they noticed there were some funky things going on. So I, I'm, I'm kind of leery about a lot of this stuff, and especially when it comes to like that genetic information. Um, you don't know what they're doing with it. And honestly, I don't think it's really too refined of, I mean, they're going to tell you you're 25% European or whatever it might be. But I mean, how accurate is that really? I mean, they have no, how do, how do they prove to you or how do they prove that they're accurate in this sort of thing? They, they haven't published any information that's saying what the results they're churning out are even accurate. Um, there are no validation studies or anything like that. So, um, they could give you results and it might not even be as accurate. I mean, it might not be accurate. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't be the wiser. You wouldn't know. You'd accept those results at face value. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, other than if someone was to say that, I mean, completely incorrect. If it came back that I was like 95% native American or something, I mean, something completely at me, just wrong. Meaning, I mean, I'm a white guy from England. I mean, that can trace history back to England and Scotland, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if it came back something completely wrong, then I know that it's incorrect. But I mean, if they were to tell me, I mean, something else, I mean, I might not know. Um, So, I mean, you could be none the wiser and they could just tell you some random results and you wouldn't know. So, again, I don't trust a lot of that, but I know a lot of people that have done them. Should throw a curveball at him and like swab your cat's mouth and send him back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wonder though if they would do some sort of like um, origination, some sort of DNA test of like if they, I mean, if they would do that sort of testing to determine human, non human type testing to weed <laughs> that out. I mean, if it was me doing that sort of testing and doing I mean, owning that company and running those tests, I would be that doing that sort of differentiation testing. Where if someone tried to pull that, then you would know, hey, it's non-human DNA. <laughs> but then again, you don't know. I mean, no. you don't know what these companies are doing. So <laughs> they come back with just like a full profile, huh? Huh? <laughs> a little bit of England, a little bit of Eastern European. It's like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> My cat's from Italy. I mean, 
85% Italian <laughs> with a little Greek. I mean, I, I little Mediterranean there. I no, this cat was born here and this, I mean, no, <laughs> I know it's a Maine Coon. It's not going to be found originating over in Italy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> So, hey, with the, with your podcast that you're doing, like, what what was kind of your impetus for for deciding to, to, you know, get the ball rolling on that? Um, really, it was listening to, I mean, of course, like podcasts like PCL, Pop, Pop Culture Leftovers, I mean, Startcast here, um, uh, the Leftover Army podcast, those sort of podcasts that I've been listening to for quite a while, um, and then mixing that in with... I talk a lot for my job and I have to present a lot of material for my job to our clients and that sort of thing. And I have to educate our clients and uh, science matters and toxicology and chemistry and that sort of thing. And just kind of, I had a blog for a while. I mean, you can only do so much with a blog. And then I decided after listening to a lot of different podcasts, that, Hey, let's just try this out. I mean, I'm, I, I probably will suck at this tremendously and I mean, I'll probably do a few episodes and then never do it again. And, um, and I found that hey, it's, it's actually kind of fun to just sit down and, and what I say, what I do on, I've only done like seven episodes or wait of whatever it's been, but just sit down and I'll, I'll do a little preparation here and there. If there's like talking about dates or something, but just sit down and ramble on about stuff, whether it's music or, I mean, I've done like my favorite music of 2018 or my last episode, I talked about the Super Bowl halftime show and how I hate Maroon 5 and <laughs> why the Foo Fighters are awesome. And then I'm learning to, I'm, I've decided to learn to play the guitar and I've been watching a lot of videos lately and I thought, well, let's just talk about I listen to a lot of music. I go to a lot of shows, guitar solos. I've been watching a lot of stuff like that. Let's just list my, my underrated guitar solos, for example. Um, just talk about them. Talk about the songs, give a little bit of information, introduce people to solos or songs that they might not have heard. I mean, more than likely they've heard the songs before. But just just have fun and, and talk about things and ramble on about things. Cause I can ramble on with the best of them. So, um, I, uh, I just thought that, Hey, it'd be a little, I mean, it'd be a lot of fun to do. And I found out it's a lot of work. Number one, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work, <laughs> especially to do it on a schedule. I found out my schedule doesn't allow for it a lot. I mean, a lot of, a lot of doing this sort of thing. But um, uh, being able to fit it in and do it in certain times has been a lot of fun. It's been challenging. Um, eventually going to try to get people on and discuss things and talk about things. Had an episode of mixing science in with, with the other talk and um, talked about what I do in my professional life for a, on an episode and just – found that people like to talk about drugs and have a lot of questions about forensic science and things. Um, uh, so it's, it's again, been challenging, been a lot of fun, 
And it's really, I just kind of wanted to do it because I listened to a lot of podcasts and thought, hey, this would be, this would be pretty interesting to even try to attempt. And um, so far, so good. Um, I'm gaining some listeners here and there, it looks like, but um, still starting out really slow. And eventually, we'll start talking to people. Instead of me just listening to me ramble on about stuff, because I can only do that so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't listened to all your episodes yet, but the ones I have listened to, like, I have been very good. Um, es- especially with, with the style with you just kind of rambling on. You got a good voice for it, and the subject matter and all that stuff is really interesting. And um, you must be using a good mic, too, because like, I think the sound quality is really good. Um, I've, I've got a basic, uh, blue ice snowball or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> nice. Um, just one of these, one of these basic snowball ice, the blue ones. Um, I, it's, I mean, it's a standard mic, but, uh, I, again, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but, and I, I can't stress it enough. It's been, it's been a, a lot of work. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, like this, this sort of show. We're talking to people or, or other shows where, I mean, you have massive segments and multiple people on at one time. Um, just the amount of work that goes into doing that week in and week out. That I respect the hell out of people that can do that sort of thing. Um, and then just like, of course, I'd like if I edit in sounds and things, of course, I'm, I'm not using a mixer or anything. So not playing anything live, not, not doing any of that, just editing everything post-production. Um, I can't imagine, I mean, it would be great to be able to do something like be able to drop sounds while we're talking or whatever, but, um, maybe that'll come one day, but I'm just starting off with the basics and, um, we'll go from there. But, um, if, if anybody ever wants to give me any constructive criticism or even tell me I suck, um, <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll happily take any sort of criticism because, I I get that in the professional world. I get people that tell me I I can speak really well and give, I mean, educate people pretty well through presentations and things. And then I get people that tell me, no, I never want to hear you talk again. So I, I, uh, I, I accept any sort of criticism, anything that can make me a better person in doing this sort of thing. Yeah, that's, you know, as long as you're having fun doing it, that's that's the biggest part because yeah like you're saying it it is a lot of work the editing and stuff like that can be real tedious and just like you know just waiting for a process to finish <laughs> so then you can go to the next step and then wait for that process to finish and all that but yeah as long as you're having fun doing it man you know definitely keep it up i'm i'm enjoying listening to the episodes well, great. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome, man. <laughs> it's always exciting to to hear. You know, I mean, there's so many podcasts out there that it is hard to stand out and all that. But but at the end of the day, you know, it's. I mean, there's there's some people out there that you know get to make money off doing a podcast and stuff like that. But the majority of us are just doing it because it's something that that we have a good time doing, and and so for me, that's what it's all about. And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I took that big break off with this one and, and I'm really stoked to be back now. Cause I mean, like, just like we've been talking for about two hours now 
and it's like gone by so fast. Oh wow, it's been two hours. <laughs> yeah. Dang, I didn't even I didn't even realize. I, I got I got nothing planned for tomorrow. I'm getting up and going to see the Lego Movie Two or whatever. So oh, there you go. <laughs> other than that, taking the kid to see that, but other than that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. I think I got to go in and work for about an hour or so tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> but, that's, oh, well. That's no, that's no fun. Well, it's not eight hours. So. <laughs> well, that's a good way to look at it. It's well, one hour is better than eight, which is better than 10, which is better than 15. Yeah. So that's a good way. Good way to look at it. Um. Yeah, so one of the things that, that I'm going to start doing uh, for StartCast is the, the three questions that, that I had sent you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, if you could travel back in time and give your teenage self a piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, man. Um, I've always said, uh, it, I've thought about this, especially when, I mean, having a kid and trying to relay some of my my somewhat knowledge. I mean, I don't know if I'm knowledgeable about much, but, um, basically to have more fun. Um, I was a straight laced kid. I had a lot of fun in in those sort of things when I was younger, but once I hit the high school age of things, I mean, I took academics very, very seriously. I, um, I excelled in a lot of things, but then I think it was at the expense of, of, having some fun a lot of times. I mean, I played sports, varsity basketball, and that sort of thing, had a lot of fun doing that, but um, spent a lot of time in academics, which are important people. I mean, academics are important, so don't go, don't get me wrong, but um, just kind of go back and have more fun is what I would probably say. I mean, that studying that extra day or the extra few hours for that calculus exam probably wasn't as important as going and hanging out with friends or something because you'll never get those days back. I mean, people like to look at your hot, your high school days as people like to say it's the best time of your life, which I don't believe. <laughs> Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I mean, you, I'm assuming you've had, I mean, you're probably at 20 or, or have had 20 years out of high school somewhere around there. Yep. Approaching um, it. Yep. I have, the, my 20 years is, is this May, um, so is this year. So um, I, having to go back and talk to those, I mean, a lot of the people, and I actually have to give a speech and all that nice stuff, so that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> but I, I uh, have more fun is probably what I would say. <laughs> so you're going to go to your 20-year reunion? Yeah, I have to. I mean, I, I was class president. And, oh, you're fucked. And all that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I have I have to do that. I had to give a speech at ten years, and I have to do something at the 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 alumni banquet and stuff every ten years or something. I'm supposed oh, wow. to at least, unless I disappear. So yeah. maybe I'll disappear. <laughs> maybe I'll disappear one of these days. But I'm Facebook friends with a lot of people from high school, and still friends with a lot of people. So still talk to them. So I can't just disappear. I mean, yeah. but I, I, I do like I do like I do like some of the people. I mean. Some people I haven't talked to in a long time, but some people I do really like and call them close friends. So, um, I, but again, have more fun is probably my answer to that. All right on. Um, if you could meet anybody from any time period, including fictional characters, who would it be? 
Mm. See, that was a hard one for me. I know that it's was... so wide open. <laughs> Because there, I mean, there's so many different areas that you could look at. I mean, so many different areas. I mean, we've already talked about. I mean, my man crushed the rock. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, but I won't pick him here because we've already talked about him. But I did have him written down as one of my picks. And basically, when I when I answered the question myself, I said I wrote down, "Do I have to pick one?" I mean, the I, I picked the rock. Um, if you're talking music, it's probably Ronnie James Dio. Um, nice singer, um, vocalist. Um, I mean, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, Dio, of course, band. Look um, out! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Dio. I mean, oh, Dio, Rainbow, and Dio are are basically from that area. That era of um, you're talking Black Sabbath to Deep Purple, which then Rainbow. And then Dio, those four bands, that sort of range um, is my wheelhouse, basically, of music. I listen to Deep Purple. Deep Purple, I think, is the best band of all time, uh, rock band. Um, and then getting into Rainbow is the second best. Um, I like them more than, say, Zeppelin or even Sabbath, which is kind of sacrilegious. But um, to say that I like someone more than Sabbath when, you, when you're talking rock and metal music... <laughs> But um, Deep Purple, Rainbow, and then into Dio. Yeah, I would have so much fun just talking to Dio about music, his thoughts on things. Um, the other, I mean, I know this isn't just one person, but... <laughs> no, it's okay, man. Um, so Dio from the music side of things, and then from the life side of things, Fred Rogers. Oh, I, nice. I, 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 w- I would love just to sit down with Fred Rogers just mr rogers and just talk to him and meet him and pick his brain about things about life uh, he, he was such a huge part of i mean our age group people a little bit older than us um our I, I, most of our lives i would think um he was such a huge part um it, it, his death and i mean just him not being around anymore his, I mean, it's just a huge hole, basically, in society, and um, I, I would love to talk to him, to meet him. So, I mean, that's on the nonfiction side. <laughs> Fiction, I mean, fictional side, I'm just going to say one person, and it's just because I think it would be a crazy conversation. I think it would be an extremely fun dinner, and um, that sort of thing it would be Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Yeah. I mean, just to pick the brain, have Sherlock Holmes sit down with you, pick his brain, talk to him, and just just kind of. And of course, and if, if if something bad happens at dinner, while you're talking to him, he can solve <laughs> he can solve the crime. So, if it turns into a murder mystery, <laughs> if it turns into a murder mystery, which could very well happen, maybe, maybe I'll just murder someone on purpose to get him to solve the crime. I and if you have. It, if the FBI is listening to this, I didn't say that. Yeah, I was going to say you will get caught. <laughs> I mean, will get caught. Yes, Sherlock Holmes. Yes, <laughs> he's going to figure so, it yeah. out. So I'd say, yeah, The Rock, Ronnie James Dio, Fred Rogers, and Sherlock Holmes. There you go. <laughs> oh man, with Dio, like I, I've had people like totally roll their eyes at me for saying this, but my favorite Black Sabbath albums, Heaven and Hell. Oh yeah, no, I like, without I, a fucking doubt. 
I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. It's not my favorite, but um, I could definitely see that. Just um, that whole album in its entirety is so fucking good to me. Yeah. And I I am like the biggest Rainbow fan. I actually was just able to. I, I have now picked up a, ha- a a bad habit of um, buying vinyl. <laughs> I I was able to pick up Rainbow's Rising um, the other day. Um, so the Rising album, I was able to find it, and I uh, I I thought it was amazing. I'm like the biggest Rainbow fan. So, um, yeah, I think just to talk to him about uh, life, music, the creation of the devil horns, I mean, everything, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, metal-wise, music-wise, <laughs> and, and even to be able to sit down with him and look at metal and hard rock today, if, if that was even a possibility, kind of transport him to metal and rock music today and sit down with him and try to see, kind of talk to him about what his thoughts are, what his thoughts would be on the state of music today versus what it was in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s. I, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be a pretty wild conversation. Man, yeah, that guy's just too cool. I remember yeah. I remember hearing about him before I actually ever heard him. And I think it was on Henry Rollins' Boxed Life spoken word album. Ooh, and nice. He, he was talking about how that was like one of the ways he would deal with depression. Like if he got dumped or something, like one of his stages of getting over it would be like cranking up Ronnie James Dio and like wearing something around you, like a towel or something like that. So it's like a cape so that you could act like Dio <laughs> while the music's playing. <laughs> I, that's great. I mean, I always, I look at Dio, I mean, he's just a short dude. I mean, a very elf-like character. I mean, and he just had such a powerful voice. Yes, I a mean, very powerful you, voice. You don't think, I mean, you look at the guy, if you didn't know any different, you wouldn't know he was, I mean, pretty much, in my opinion, I mean, in a lot of other people's opinions as well, I mean, the top vocalist in all of hard rock, heavy metal history, um, or at least among the top. Um, because it's always subjective, but um, you wouldn't. See, you, I I look at him and you don't you don't see that voice coming out of him. Um, oh. <laughs> Hello, computer. Did you, did you hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but <laughs> I don't think it was my computer. <laughs> no, it was it was it was mine. I I don't know what it was though. Oh, that's funny. Weird. <laughs> All right, then finally, what would you do with a billion dollars? Oh, that's a good question. And I think I had told you before was that I had actually had this conversation with the kid a while ago, just trying to understand when the when the one large jackpot was like one point six billion dollars or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. We were sitting down and we were talking. He was like, we're going to win at one point six billion dollars. And he's like, it's a huge amount of money. We're going to be able to do all this stuff. And I was like, do you realize how much that actually is? And he was like, no. And so I, I sat him down and we were talked about, okay, all that money, what would you buy with it? Just from a purely selfish standpoint, what would you buy? And we worked our way through the, um, the, the, uh, what we would do. So, I mean, just trying to understand how much money that actually is, because if you're, if you are 
taking it a lump sum, the U.S. government's going to take probably 40% of that. So now you're down to $600 million automatically if you take a lump sum, if you win a billion dollars or whatever. Uh, I, I would put $100 million in the bank immediately, not even to touch. And then I would pay off all my debt that I have, which is not anywhere close to a million dollars. At least I hope it's not. <laughs> and then I would um, retire from my job immediately after paying off all my debt. I would buy a large home with a lot of land. And this is all selfish stuff first. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got to do this stuff first. You got to take care of yourself before you take care of other people. Um, which is the way I look at it. It's like putting an oxygen mask on in the in a airplane. Take care of yourself first, then help others. <laughs> that's um, maybe the best analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take care of yourself. And that's that's not being selfish. That's being aware of your surroundings and making sure you're okay and your family's okay before other people. I mean, and it it does kind of sound selfish, though. <laughs> it is. It is no, that's why selfish. I like the analogy, though. <laughs> it is kind of selfish. But I would buy a large home worth a few million dollars, uh, at least ten acres of land somewhere. I uh, would, and the kid wanted to buy like ten Lamborghinis, of course. <laughs> and I said no to that. We're going. We're going. You can buy ten cars, but we're going to do trucks. We're going to do cars. I'm going to have to have a couple muscle cars. We need a couple SUVs. We're going, we're getting a couple of electric cars. Uh, we're going to buy a big RV because we're going to be traveling. Um, I would pay off. And then now we start getting into, okay, now we're not, we're not selfish anymore. Um, I would pay off all my family's debt, which is nowhere near what, however much money's left, which is probably, let's say $550 million left. <laughs> So I would pay off all the debt of all my immediate family. I would draw the line right there. Anywhere outside of immediate family, no. <laughs> then people, <laughs> people might hate me, but that's, that's the way it is. Um, then I would immediately give each immediate family member $5 million to do what they want. No strings attached. Here's $5 million. Uh, I would put a million dollars in account for each niece and nephew that I have um, for when they turn or they become aid, of age. I would then donate to all the local um, pet rescues because that's a big thing that I am really, really for is pet rescues. We, we got all of our cats. We, we rescued our three cats from the, the local pet rescues. We got them from there. So big believer in that. I would then go to all of the county schools first, pay off all the school lunch accounts for all of the kids in the school for the year. And then um, probably I would fund a scholarship at my undergrad alma mater here in Indiana. I would like to fund a scholarship for students. And then my last part of that, what I would know I would want to do, is I would fund or buy or get ownership or something in my local burger joint. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> you should shop local, eat local anytime you can. <laughs> and I, I have this 
this badass, awesome local burger joint here, which is pretty much churns out the best burgers in the state of Indiana. And I'm going to plug them here. And they're called Between the Bun. <laughs> because <laughs> they are so name. awesome. They are so awesome. Between the Bun in Indianapolis here. Locally owned. And they churn out the best burgers in the state. And I want to, I want, I want to fund them. I want to make sure they're a local business started from a, um, basically a box truck, a food truck. Now they're a full fledged restaurant, been going for four or five years, been voted top burgers in the state. I want to fund that. So that's what I would do. Um, and I would still probably have 450 to 500 million dollars left <laughs> that's such a crazy amount of money <laughs> and i don't know what i would do with it i would travel i would pay for people to travel because i still have that hundred million dollars in the bank yeah that's gaining I interest would, yeah it's just just sitting there gaining interest i mean i'm not even talking about investing in it just sitting there so um it's just such an absurd amount of money i mean I, it, it's hard to, I mean, get people to understand how much money that actually is. Mm-hmm. Hundreds, and you have people like Jeff Bezos of Amazon and all that stuff that are worth thirty-five billion dollars or whatever crazy it is, or, um, but just the sheer amount of money that 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 actually is, and how you couldn't, I mean, you really couldn't spend that amount of money. I mean, I would like to think I could go to. I mean, you could go to Vegas and probably blow all through that. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> strip strippers and blow. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, like four hundred fifty million dollars on that. I don't know. That's, I mean, lots and lots of cocaine. I, I <laughs> lots and lots of heroin. I don't know. Buy a bunch of mushrooms. I, I that stuff's not gonna. I mean, no, I mean that that's not gonna happen. Um, and again, if anybody's out there listening don't do that. So, um, <laughs> but, but it's just such an absurd amount of money. I mean, I would, I mean, in the end with all of, I mean, you take care of yourself, you take care of your family, you take care of your local community, you invest in things that you want to see invested. And then with the rest of that, I mean, millions and hundreds of millions of dollars still remaining, you branch out you look at the homeless population and funding the homeless population and, and funding uh, drug addiction treatments and um, funding um, I mean, research into uh, certain disease states and things. I mean, you could do all sorts of stuff like that. But once you take care of your family and you and your family um, and you take care of your local community, is, is, uh, would, I would be a big proponent in local community. So, and I, I, like I said, I would retire immediately though. I would not work ever again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There are people that say, no, I could never, I would never retire. No, fuck yes. I would, that would be, that would be like day two of winning that. I would make sure I get the lump sum, make sure it gets transferred to me in the bank or whatever. And then I'm going in there and graciously telling them I'm no longer working with you goodbye <laughs> and i would do that immediately and that's not the, i mean that's i love the people i work with and work for but if someone if i won all that money or had all that money given to me or something there's absolutely no way i'd ever work again i mean it might it might be good from a 
nonprofit standpoint of, okay, being on the board of a nonprofit and that sort of thing, but actual working for money, you don't need to do that ever again. So, um, and it would just be fun. Like I said, funding local charities, funding local projects, whether it's green projects of planting trees and, um, more, I'm a big fan of more green spaces, um, uh, more parks, um, animal rescues, that sort of thing. Just funding all of that, continually funding year after year. So long story short, that's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. I love it. Oh man. When you said the, when you brought up the thing about the homeless and then immediately, then I connected it with what you were saying earlier about you were learning to play guitar. And it just made me remember this. We have this Walmart that's in Cedar Rapids and this thin little strip of median that's just like gravel, maybe about 24 inches wide. There's always a homeless person camped out right there. Uh, So if you're going into or out of Walmart, you're driving right past this homeless person. And one of them is always with a guitar and he has a sign up that says guitar lessons. And I've always thought like, would that be the best story ever if like you're playing guitar somewhere and someone's like, Oh, how'd you learn? It's like, I took lessons from a homeless guy outside of Walmart. <laughs> like, like that's an incredible that would, story. Tell me more. That would be, that would be great. <laughs> yes. I would, I would be all for that. I mean, I, and then it would, I mean, it, and then you start thinking of things that you would do other things. Okay. Well now I'm out and I'm eating dinner out. Okay. Well, I'm now, I mean, you try to tip well anyways if you're at these places, but now I can tip a lot more. I mean, I can give larger amounts of money because I have a huge amount of money here. So, and of course, service workers are not paid that well. So making sure that you tip your service workers appropriately and make sure it's worth their while. I mean, um, it just things like that you don't think about, but yes, I can do this now. And I should do this. And I take care of my local community and I give back. Um, and that's exactly what I would do. I mean, just do a lot in the local community. Yeah. Yeah, for, sh- for sure I would want to do something that would be open to the public. Like for me, it's like Iowa doesn't have much in the ways of like climbing places. And there's a place in kentucky in the red river gorge called muir valley where this couple had bought all this land with all this sandstone cliffs on it and they turned it into like basically like a sport climbers like paradise and they've got it set up so there's like a really good trail system like all the climbs are marked there's uh emergency vehicle access that goes right down like into the gorge to like rescue people if they've had like a bad accident or something like that Nice. And, and then they've got this really nice house that's like up on one of the cliffs that like overlooks the gorge and they leave it open to the public. And, you know, they got like a handful of rules that you got to follow. And if, you know, you're shit bag and you can't follow those, they boot you. But, um, and for the longest time they didn't even like, they would, they had like a, like a little steel pole you know, with like a little trap door on it with like a slot in it. So you could like make donations that way, but it was like, nothing was required. Okay. And it was like, God 
damn, they see like 10,000 visitors a year. How, if every one of those people would just put a dollar in oh, that yeah. thing, you know, like, and it's like a nonprofit and all that stuff. And they would take that money and ter- put it back into that. But I've always thought about like, if I were to have some huge jackpot, like I would want to buy something like that for Iowa because it's yeah. like, like, I know that Iowa's got really goddamn good climbing and the, the stuff that is open to everybody right now, it's all DNR controlled. And so it's, it's like, they don't get it. It's like, really, you need to have something that's like managed by climbers, but trying to like do that shit and then also work a full-time job. It's fucking difficult. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so be like, could... <laughs> like that would be my job, right? I'd be like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to bolt routes. I'm going to build trails. Uh, that would be that'd be awesome. It would be the shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> and you'd have the money like to I buy was, all the cool stuff to do it too, you know, get like one of those little Polaris so you just fucking throw your tools in it and just drive out there. <laughs> be the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean I mean, again, like folk like funding your local community and, and that sort of stuff of I mean, even funding like the athletic side, like the 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 health initiatives and the wellness initiatives of okay, a community gym or community basketball courts or making sure that stuff is funded where I mean even places where kids can go and play I mean parks and while all that stuff should be funded by I mean the state or I mean other grants and things like that but just being making sure that that stuff's funded um, making sure that again that kids have a place to go if they don't, if they can't go home or they don't get meals at home, that they can go to these certain places and get that sort of thing. Um, I, just funding the community that way. Um, and I think a lot about that stuff. And it just, it's just a shame that, uh, and I'm not one to tell anybody to, what to do with their own money. I mean, that is their money. They do what they want with it whenever they want. But it just some of the some of these individuals with the huge, massive amounts of wealth that could give a billion dollars to something, a community or to do, I mean, fund initiatives. And they really don't. Um, And I, I would do the exact opposite. I mean, if if those, if, if I had that a massive amount of wealth, I would probably give in the end, take care, like we said, take care of yourself and your family and then end up giving really the mass, the vast majority of it away in the way, in, in certain ways of, of funding different initiatives and, and donations and, and those sort of things and, and funding things. So, um, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great, man. <laughs> I like but all those answers. Those are good. That that'll never happen though, because I'm not winning a billion dollars or being. <laughs> I don't know anybody that has a billion dollars. I don't. My none of my family has a billion dollars. None of my friends have a billion dollars. I don't play the lottery, so I. It's not going to happen. But <laughs> it's good to wish and dream. Exactly, and that's that's really what that question is all about. You know, it's, it's just. I, I like that dreamer question though. You know, oh, yeah. like, oh, man, it's, what, what could you do? It's so good to think about, too. I mean, again, just trying to because people don't know how much that actually is. I mean, once you get into the billion dollars and trillions of dollars range, I mean, even numbers, I mean, the value of that number, how large that number actually is on the scale. Um, 
I mean, you're making 50, 60, 70, whatever thousand dollars. I mean, it is a year versus someone that's making a billion dollars a year or is given a billion or two billion dollars. Um, just that, that sheer mass uh, value of that, that number, what that actually means is hard to look at on a scale unless you start listing it out, what you would do with that. And then you, you, you start to realize really quickly you're going to have a hard time burning through that yourself. Um, and I, I, I kind of got through the, through the kid by the, with that, because he was like, well, we'll do this and this and this, and we'll all these crazy things. And well, okay. Now you have $450 million left. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Buy a hundred more cars. <laughs> Buy a hundred Ferraris. Okay. Uh, that's now, funny. now, now you're down four hundred million dollars. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just that those numbers are just so large that it's hard to understand. Yeah, without a doubt, it's hard to wrap your mind around fucking numbers. Yeah. That I always feel that way when I'm watching documentaries about space. Oh, that, that's true too. I mean, just the the expanse of space and how large things and distances and I mean when you look how long it takes to travel and I'm no space expert, I don't, I mean, I'm talking about speeds and light years and all that stuff, but how long it takes for something to launch off the earth to get to a certain planet or whatever takes years and years traveling at thousands of miles an hour. I mean, just how large that is. I mean, it's, it's so crazy to just try to think of that and just, and, Kids barely understand it, and I barely understand that. I mean, just kind of recognize that it's large, but how large is it? I mean, it's kind of unfathomable sometimes. You just can't really recognize and realize how large that is. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, like the the distance of a light year is fucking mind-blowing because light travels at roughly 186,000 miles per second. So do the, do the math on that. How many seconds are in a year times 186,000? It's like, holy fucking shit. And, th- and that'd just be one light year. Like the closest galaxy to us is like Andromeda. Isn't that like over 100 light years away or something? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big, big number. <laughs> it's a long fucking ways I mean, away. <laughs> well, okay, let's just let's do this really quick. You said 365 times seconds. Mm-hmm. So there are 24 hours times 60 times 365. All right. You get that number and you multiply by what? 186,000. Okay. Times 186,000. All right. That <laughs> number, number. With a lot of zeros. <laughs> nine. And, th- and this number is exactly what? What does this equal? What is this representative of? It, it would be the distance of a light year. All right. According to my calculation, which is probably wrong, but um, 97 billion, 761,000, or 761,600,000 is that number. <laughs> 90, almost just shy of 98 billion. That's fucking crazy. So, <laughs> so I mean, just one light year. Just one. Uh, space is big. Are they yeah. say that there's like more galaxies in the known universe than there are grains of sand on all the beaches in the world. 
See, see, that's one of those things too. How do you even understand that? I mean, <laughs> you can you can say that shit, but what does that even mean? Oh no, it's awesome. <laughs> what does that even mean? That's why I love documentaries about space and the universe and stuff so much, is because I watch them and they just fucking blow my mind. Okay, well, I don't. What did I just say? Because I looked that up as well. <laughs> what the big number? Yeah, the big number. What did I just say? The fuck if I know. I said like ninety-seven billion or something. <laughs> okay, whatever this calcul. I must have done something wrong. I don't know. I I can't do math at ten, eleven o'clock at night. I guess. <laughs> but this this I'm, I'm trusting Wikipedia here because it is the end all be all of everything. But um, it says the light year is a unit of length that measures about. 5.88 trillion miles. Wow. That's fucking so, crazy. <laughs> trillion. Almost trillion miles. Well, and that's why, like, when when um when me and James Wetzel were talking about the possibility of aliens visiting Earth, that was basically what he was standing by when he was so assuredly being like, No, we've not fucking ever been visited by aliens. He's like, yeah. the distances are just too big. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's just one light year, it's that fucking distance. But I mean, hey, it's a big universe. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, how, how do you even, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. I mean, from, from here to work, it's 17 miles. I mean, 17 versus 6 trillion. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you can't even understand. I mean, across the United States few thousand miles or whatever it is from coast to coast um it, 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 i it's just so large i don't know and people's <laughs> people say the world is small the world is small enough but space is humongous and ever expanding or whatever <laughs> and we'll never know i mean it's and people will say like you said with aliens and intelligent life out there um because of that, I don't think you can rule it out. I mean, it's one of those things. I I know that there has been no proven alien life to visit us. I mean, scientifically proven, but if they, they, <laughs> does it exist? How can you say no? I mean, how can you say no? Yeah, without without any assurity, you really can't. Yeah. But but those are like that and like Bigfoot and that sort of stuff. Those are all things that like I would really love to be true because it's just so oh. fascinating to me. But it's oh, like Bigfoot. I really You know what was great is the other morning uh my my eleven year old was reading a book in the car and like I thought he was just reading some like zoological thing and I like glanced over at one point and there's a picture of Bigfoot for like the Patterson footage. And I'm like, what the hell are you reading? And he like shows me the cover and it's like all about Bigfoot. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would love for Bigfoot to be cool. I mean, be true. I mean, that would be one, one of those things where there's just some random being out there traipsing along in the woods and the mountains um, has been spotted a couple of times. I mean, possibly. <laughs> I mean, just... <laughs> You never know, I guess. I mean, Loch Ness. I mean, there's a giant. I don't even know what you mean. Some sort of monster slash, I mean, giant thing living under the water. I mean, <laughs> monster movies come to life. I, I don't know. I mean, it. I would love to believe some of that stuff, but 
Yeah. Uh, Bigfoot. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Bigfoot. Because what happens, I want to know what happens when, if Bigfoot was ever proven to be real. I mean, who is Bigfoot a, I mean, is he an illegal alien of the United States? If he's found in the United States, is he considered a Native American? I mean, what, I mean, is he considered to be, I mean, I mean, what would he be? I mean. Yeah, that's an interesting question, though, because, I, I mean, mean, so far, have have they really found any other life that they give any sort of, like, legal status to? Or is everything nope. just considered, you know, uh, that's just part of the animal kingdom? That'd be I, like trying to say, like, a fucking squirrel in your yard was trespassing. Yeah. I mean, and can, can Bigfoot speak? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> can he carry on some sort of is it a he do does, does bigfoot conform to the normal male female i mean well i should not say normal but um the whole the the typical sex male male sex xx or xy or whatever does 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 bigfoot conform to that is there one bigfoot i mean is there a what you would ascribe to be a male or a female, or how do they re- I mean all these stupid questions that come up with my br- in my brain? I, I don't know. I I didn't I mean, consider any of those, so I really like where you're going with this. The, the one, the, but the one thing I would I would think about is I mean because of all the the crap that's going on in the world today, and that you can't miss. I mean you don't want to talk about, it, but you can't miss. Um, I mean how would that? How would if that Bigfoot being whatever he is or she is or whatever, if you're subscribing some sort of male, female, he, she to it, um, how would that being be treated as, as an individual? Um, would, would they be locked up? Would they be in a zoo somewhere on stage somewhere in a cage or would they be continue to be allowed to exist in nature? if found to be true. Um, just the random stuff that goes through my head. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure that just human nature being the way it is. If, if it's more just something that's in the animal kingdom and it's not like capable of like, you know, I don't know. They, they find more and more that there's evidence of all these other things that actually communicate with each other, be it whales dolphins any of that sort of stuff oh yeah so they're definitely using some sort of communication just because we can't understand it and they don't have the same sort of you know society that we have it's it's almost a little bit human arrogance to just say you know oh it's just an animal it's like well you know it's just because we can't communicate with it and they can't communicate with us it doesn't mean that there's not something going on there but human nature being the way it is for sure something like Bigfoot would get thrown in a cage, it'd get studied, it'd get paraded around. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean it's like Bigfoot has been if ever proven and I'm gonna say this if ever proven to be exist, Bigfoot has been hiding out in nature for however many years and to be able to be undetected. That takes some intelligence. Yeah, that's kind of my I thought would, on it. I too. would think it would take some intelligence to go undetected after people going out and trying to specifically find Bigfoot. Um, but I mean, I don't know. 
I don't even know how we started talking about Bigfoot. I, I, I don't know either, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I welcome any sort of Bigfoot talk. That's it's not something I ever ever really talk about. So I love it. <laughs> uh, this has been great talking with you again, Kevin. I'm really glad that you made time to to come on and and uh, <laughs> I know it's a little bit yeah. later for you, but oh uh, no, it doesn't bother me. I. I am I am happy to be here. I am happy that you asked me to come back on. I know it's been a lot of rambling tonight, but good. That's what the show is. So I mean, it really but, works out. No, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I thoroughly enjoy your show. And I'm glad. I mean, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm glad you're back on. Oh, thanks, uh, man. Because um, a lot of your I I listened to. I mean, I've listened to all of your shows now, um, but um. It's it, it, it's it's great to hear people just talk, and whatever subject matter it might be, but just talk about their lives, talk about what they're doing, talk about different things that they might have experienced. Um, I listening to, I mean, even you talking by yourself in that one episode. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, listening to Catherine Kirby in the last episode, and I, I think I said it online, but I'm going to say it again. I, I want I want an English accent. Oh, right. I, <laughs> that I, is the best of the accents. Everything is better with a, an English accent. Um, at least I think so. But um, listening to, um, I really liked your was, was it your episode with your grandfather. Yeah. I, I really loved that. That was great. I mean, that was a tremendous, tremendous talk. So um, I'm glad you're back. Oh, I'm glad, thank you I'm so glad much. To, I'm glad to see you're back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that episode with grandpa was fun too. And then I was showing him a lot of the feedback and stuff that I was getting from people and then showing him all the different downloads and then the analytics on it and on where all it was listened to. And, and that, that, that made him pretty happy. So for sure, I'm going to have to do another episode with grandpa one of these days. <laughs> yeah. I recommend that. That's great. I, <laughs> I, I wish, I mean, I, my, both my grandfathers are no longer with us. Um, but, um, I, it's one of those things that that would have been so awesome to be able to get like the, my one living grandfather. I didn't know the one, one died really early in my life, but the other one, um, my mom's mom died, um, about five or six years ago. And he was, I mean, a great guy. I mean, served in the Korean war, um, worked for general motors, just a great guy. And um, Golden Gloves boxer back in the day. Wow! Um, and he, a great guy. I, 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 without getting too much into it, because I know we're running really long here. But um, it, it's one of those things that every time I play Super Mario World on the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, I think of him because um, that was one of the things that they bought a Super Nintendo back in the day. My grandparents didn't put it in their basement. Because of the grandkids, a couple oh, cool. of me and a couple of my cousins love to play Nintendo, and that's where I originally first played Super Mario World. Um, so every time I play Super Mario World, I think of him. Um, but it would have been so so awesome in this day and age to get him to sit down and talk about things, um, talk about his life, I and mean, talk about everything, and get that on record. Um, so. What you're doing is great, and I, I I hope that you can talk to him again and get him on another episode because that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. And 
Yeah, that, that was just too cool. I mean, that was something, an idea that I had kicked around for a really long time. And and I'm really glad that, that we got it done. And, and I know he'd, he'd be down to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, this has been a great conversation tonight, Kevin. Thank you so much. And, um, I mean, people definitely go check out uh, Kevin's podcast. It is such a good listen. Uh, again, it's called Nobody Asked You, Kevin. And uh, you, you got seven or eight episodes out now? Yeah, I've, uh, I believe I did the eighth one. I mean, including the intro, it's been eight. So, um, yeah, eight. I mean, it'll be nine, it'll be ten here in the next couple of weeks. So Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Where can people <laughs> find those at? Um, you can find them on, I'm over on Anchor. Um, uh, you can find them on Spotify. You can find it on I- Apple Music, iTunes, basically anywhere you get a podcast or an app that you use for podcasting, you can find it there. Um, you can find it on Facebook at Nobody Asked You Kevin um, page. You can find me on Twitter. I had a podcast page, but I'm shuttering it because I didn't like having two pages. So if you want to see me on Twitter, I do have a verified Twitter account uh, at Forensic Talks Guy, um, where I ramble on about a lot of stupid shit day in and day out, <laughs> including the podcast stuff. Um, awesome. Or, do you still got your blog that you're doing too? I do have a blog. Um, it's Dose Makes the Poison blog. It turned. It started to be, it was a science blog, and then it turned into a life blog. I haven't posted much there lately, but um, I'll be posting a lot more music stuff and life stuff there with the occasional science stuff mixed in. Um, and... Uh, you can, again, find that. Just search for Dose Makes the Poison. It's at blogspot.com. Um, and that's where you can find me. I mean, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to me. I mean, I can ramble on with the best of them. So. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. And thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>